everybody to another episode of the Key Items Podcast. Once again, we are your Southern Fried Podcast located right here in Georgia. The U.S. one, not the other one. Um, Sometimes I wish I was in the other one, though. (laughs) I am. Well, see, Dustin brought it up, so I'm allowed now to talk a little bit about politics. (laughs) Just a little bit. Um, Well, it is my podcast. I could talk all day, people. (laughs) But I was going to say, I was going to say, in all seriousness, um, I don't have... You know, the thing is, I, I don't have much because it's just the same bullshit. I'm just gonna, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say Trump is probably the first president that said we should hold off an election. I'm just putting that out there. It's not, I don't know, fascist or anything, but, like, you know, um, <laughs> just putting that out there. Just, that's all. That's really, like, yeah. like, yeah. You you, you if you're a person of normal intelligence and you still vote for Trump after this, you're not of normal intelligence. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> just I don't care if you did it before. It's too it's so bad at this point. Like just just do the right thing. Don't do what you think is your own personal American right at this point. Right now, we need to, like, save our country. <laughs> um, that's my PSA about that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> moving so this on. This is the Key Items Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Key Items Podcast. Game Podcast. Oh, I did also want to mention something else before we get started. Um, this is not political. Calm down, everybody who don't like pop. Also, like, if you listen to this podcast and you actually know, if you exist in the world and you don't like podcast, I mean, politics and stuff like that, I know a really easy, quick remedy to fix that. Take your fingers, put them in your ears, <laughs> and then put on glasses, like sunglasses, and then put your head in a hole, and you'll never hear anything politically geared ever again, because politics runs literally the planet. I hate to break that there. I think people live in this weird bubble where it doesn't. But um, what I was going to say is that... Um, so when people and, I, and I'm saying this because this is something I think people who listen to podcasts and gaming podcasts and look at YouTube videos, anything like that, um, that has an opinionated piece like our podcast does, it's heavily opinionated pieces. Um, and this goes for our tournaments. This goes for our general episodes or anything like that. A few, a few things I wanted to get out of the way here. Okay. My pers- persona on the podcast, everyone, is not real. I just want everyone to know that. I don't hate as much of the things that I say. I use strong words and I kind of speak in hyperboles and everything like that for effect. But at the end of the day, I generally don't care. And and I don't mean that in the in a mean way. Like I, I just don't care. Like I don't have the energy to care about everything. Um for certain things it is true. Like when I'm Insulting people who are sexist, are homophobic, are racist, are transphobic. Um, I mean every single word I'm talking about towards you, person who files under these things. Um, And if you feel bad, well, you should. You should feel horrible for how you are as a person. Um, I don't take anything of that back. But if I make fun of a game you love, like you genuinely love this game, um, it's joke, people. It's not real. 
like um, <laughs> um it's it's fake it, now if i make a critique on a game you love that's probably real but that's allowed like i critique my own games um things that i enjoy um and that's just what i feel like it, i don't think it devalues your opinion though so i wanted to put that out there i think some people who listen think i'm really like picking on them for stuff and i'm like i'm not you you enjoy what you enjoy man like who am i to judge <laughs> like i i i play some crazy shit um so yeah i wanted to put that out there because Arnold and Dustin also don't like a lot of things, but they're very nice on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Be- behind There's the scenes, I hear what they don't like. See, I have to be, for my job, I have to be very diplomatic on a lot of things. Dustin's extremely diplomatic, to the degree that sometimes I'm like shutting him down. Um, because because I on this podcast, I want Dustin and Arnold too to be able to just rant, like just let it out, like I. Me and Dustin have professions where there's a certain limit, but you know, you want to say a game is shit, that's not going to rough anybody's feathers. Um, I will also say that I'm calling Arnold out on this because I found this out and he didn't say it last podcast. I know. Arnold doesn't like Arnold. Arnold, you don't like Ghost of Tsushima, apparently. According no, I think to it's fine. no, no, your brother told me <laughs> no, 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 no. You believe what my brother says? Yes, when he says when he says something like that, like your brother does not drag you for no reason, and he didn't bring it up to drag you. By the way, he just said he was like, I was talking about Ghost of Tsushima, right? And then I was talking about um, everyone who listens to the podcast, if you know, um, Octo, a, a friend of mine, wants to be on the podcast. And um, he loves Ghost of Tsushima. So uh, I was like, okay, whatever. I don't want to play that game. But Octo can have a segment to talk about it. So um, <laughs> your brother hears me talking about it. And he's like, oh, that game. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, yeah, Arnold doesn't like that game. <laughs> yeah, no, Brand doesn't know what he's talking about. We had a conversation about that. Okay. I don't hate the game because there's things of the game that I like. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look original to me. <laughs> That doesn't mean I that, that, okay, Arnold, Arnold. I completely, completely, completely understand that. You should say it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just bothering you because, um, yeah, I want. I, 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 I think you should say it on the podcast. That's fine. You don't think it's original? Hell, why do you think I don't like Last of Us? Like, my sole reason for not liking it is the lack of originality of the game. Like, I get that. I get that. People think I hate it because of that. But like, James, why do you hate that game? It's like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Okay, so that's clarified. That's that's clearing up some of that. Look, I can bring it up again in my past right? <laughs> You don't have to. I don't want to make you up. Nah, we better do it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Hey, look, you know me. I love a good shit down. I'm just trying to make sure you're okay with one. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, I wanted to get all that out, though, going ahead when we get into the podcast. Because, yeah, we have fun on this podcast. Um, one day, I want to get Dustin to complain about something on the podcast. Him and this diplomatic stuff. <laughs> nah, I think Dustin's too nice. <laughs> oh, no. I've heard Dustin complain about games. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so, okay, cool, cool. So, anyway. I have to find a game that I can really complain about. There are a few. There's a few that you can feel strongly about. Um, actually, I feel you, you feel strongly about a good number of them. Um, but, yeah. But, okay. I don't think I'll have to really introduce anybody. We've all been talking and saying each other's names the whole time. But Dustin is here. And so is Arnold. If you guys want to say hello to the folks. Hey, folks. What's up? Cool, cool. So, um, yeah. I, I like just I just like to be the stoker of the flames. <laughs> I don't feel... I don't feel good conversation in video games happens if everybody's hunky-dory. Um, I, I think yeah. most of the problems in the gaming industry has come from people not wanting to talk about stuff. Go ahead, Dustin. Sometimes Sorry. somebody has to go, you know what? This is cool and all, but what if we did something else? Yeah, like, I really, really do think, like, um, and, oh, no, and hear me out. I think loving games just for video game's sake is great. Like, you just want to play a video game. You just want to get lost in the world. You just want to enjoy yourself. I think that's good. I think that's, like, highly recommended in comic books and everything like that. But, like, please do not think that it's like a, a little toy, actually, even if it was a toy. Don't think the stuff you're made that's made for you is made by like these happy elves like they're made by business people and they get ugly in the background on what they want to do and what they're trying to do to give it to you and like even the nicer stuff like your um your square enix stuff your nintendo stuff your xbox stuff like there's a they got a scheme and everything too it's not always nefarious but it's always meant to make a profit um and so, you know, yeah, I feel that discussion should always be had about everything. Um, even even power-ups in anime. Like, why do you guys think the Rasengan got so big? You thought it was because Kishimoto just, like, just wanted it bigger? He was like, no, I gotta pull people back into reading Naruto. Um, gotta make the power-ups bigger. We gotta have the key blast larger. Yeah, yeah. It's, we oh, need more colors. Why do you think there's so many transformations for Saiyans? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's basically it. It's really it, like it's still funny to me on that note. By the way, it's uh -huh. trivia note that basically at one point Toriyama himself was like, "I don't know what to do to make him power up again." And one of his editors is like, "What if you combine two characters into one character?" It's like there we go, fusion. <laughs> it's yeah, like if the, one of the biggest faults with Dragon Ball is the power up crap. It's the stop it. Um. But, yeah, so, like, see, people, I can shit on two different franchises. I love both. So, but, yeah, okay. Well, so we can quickly get to patch notes. I can get Arnold <laughs> to get salty. <laughs> Let us jump into our next issue. Um, next issues, as you all know, is our news part of the podcast where we talk about what the fuck's going on, what's happening. Um, to save on brevity, I'm going to go ahead this time. I know I haven't done it in a while. I'm going to go first, read off my list, because I think Arnold has the most news. Um, so, just a few things. Um, and this is all game releases, people. That's usually my per per part of the podcast. Gaming updates, game releases, stuff like that. Um... Moon, and a JRPG that originally came out on the PlayStation, is coming to Switch. And on August 27th, it will be $18.99. Moon 
is known as like the anti RPG because it makes it pokes fun at like monster murder and like entering people's homes without announcing it and stuff like that. And it's about a boy like um like joining a crew like jumping into a TV and joining it and everything like that. It, if it this sounds familiar to you, it's because Toby Fox, the creator of Undertale, took a large amount of inspiration from this game. Um yeah. Go ahead, Dustin. I was gonna say, so it's like Deadpool before Deadpool was cool. Yeah, yeah, In a way. yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely it's fourth like, wall breaking. To be more accurate, it's a subversion when there wasn't many subversions. It was, no. yeah, it was when like changing up something felt more original than nowadays, where like everything yeah. has to be changed because and ever, yeah, because it's like now people I think have forgotten that um, what made those unique was that they were unusual. Right, they just had one every once in a while, and right. somebody kind of brought it into question suddenly, and now people are like, "Huh, nobody's done this yet." Right. When everybody does it, it's not cool anymore. Yeah, when every <laughs> like when and, and like everyone's seen Incredibles, right? Like if everyone had superpowers, and no one would be super or something like that. Yeah, like exactly. it, it is if like that. No one's special. Yeah, there you go. If everyone's special, then no one is special. Um, and and it's true. Like, um, completely agree with that statement. Um, yeah. So, syndrome. Huh? Is that all right, Syndrome? Well, I believe that because, like, if I had to... Don't don't anyone read into this thinking that I'm this character because I don't identify with this character at all. But if I had to pick out of my group of fans, if we were all, like, um, the Justice League, what character I would be, it would be Batman. Like, I don't have any natural talent. Everything I've done has been me working on it. I know people who have plenty of natural talent. I know people who can draw really well. They may not think they can draw, but they can draw really well. Um, people who may be able to sing or do photography really well or like organize really well. None of that to me comes natural. Everything I've had to do is uh, something I had to work on. Um, and so, like, yeah. I, I would think that. I, I'm, I would not have superpowers. I am the side character of an anime. Like, I'm fully acknowledging of that. Um, a lot of people cannot acknowledge that about themselves. <laughs> um, but going on with that, another release, Animal Crossing is doing a fireworks spectacular every Sunday night in August. Um, players, they can, like, make their own fireworks and they can get gifts and they can do, like, Red's raffles. For those of you who don't know who Red is, Red is a, um, a red fox who typically gyps you of your products of like your your money for like sketchy items but sometimes you can get really good stuff from him it's all a big gamble he's like this sketchy back back door salesman um and so it's pretty cool event to me in all honesty like doing fireworks and stuff like that because um fireworks is um nope um but if like fireworks um is a big thing in japan and stuff mm -hmm. like that and it is pretty big over here so i thought that was pretty yeah. cool pretty cool mm -hmm. thing right. um so neo 2 has dlc coming out i just wanted to oh, mention that good. yeah i figured arnold will like it i didn't care much but i saw that i was like oh arnold will like this news yeah. uh so did i shot this one what's gonna be uh no i did not look too deep into that i apologize for all neo 2 fans out there um um, there's Neo 2 DLC. Neo 2 DLC out. coming if out. You didn't know this. Now you can look it up. Now you can go look it up. 
I'm so sorry, everybody. I really didn't care, but I thought it would be nice for Arnold. I literally just did this for Arnold. Um, um, it's for you, Arnold. It's all for you. <laughs> the Fairy Tale DLC, not DLC, not the DLC, Fairy Tale JRPG has recently come out um, on the Switch and other platforms. I have heard mixed reviews. I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. If I'm looking at this game as it is, like it's Fairy Tale, people, it's probably going to be decent. It's probably going to be medium of the road. It's probably not going to be the worst JRPG ever, and it's definitely not going to be the best JRPG ever. It may be the best anime JRPG ever because it's like one of four. Um, but like, um, it'll, I think it'll look good. I'm going to play it eventually because it apparently expands the story from the ending of the manga, um, which they didn't have to do. A lot of, um, anime inspired video games are like non canon things. Yeah, so, side stories or, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. So um, I'll probably get that at some point later on. Um, last thing on my list, I don't know if you guys knew this. I think I, I kind of knew it because when I read the news, it didn't shock me. It shocked my girlfriend. She was like, what the hell? Um, but apparently, Last of Us is getting an HBO show. Oh, I'm not surprised. But I'm yeah. Like, Why? Yeah. It's, That's the thing, though. Like, it's so strange. Now, this is not a critique of specifically this game at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's so strange to me that games work so hard sometimes to be mm-hmm. cinema, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hey, those guys sure did work hard to try to make this game a, a like, cinematic experience. Piece of literature, a cinematic experience. Yeah. Why don't we just make it? They're working out the window and <laughs> yes. actually make it a show. Why don't we just get actors um, and just have them do it instead why why even put it like and and here's the thing though and this is why when i say common denominator for people it's true because one hbo caters towards that they want the largest amount of people so that's like that's the kind of stuff that they really want so last of us getting an hbo show is not surprising as a matter of fact that falls right into hbo's preview like um an area where you can possibly have sexual content happening great an area where people are getting shot up great is it depressing a little bit yep can we put a lot of white actors in this yes um so like you know like it's what hbo wants um to me i'm kind of like dustin it's a little insulting to the game though um think of what you will with last of us but people worked fucking hard to make this fucking game like a cinematic experience and that's what you're buying when you buy last of us you're buying more of the cinematic part then you're buying a video game because you know the video game elements are very um they're done they've been done before you know they're they're sneaking they're crouching they're shooting there's item gathering there's crafting there's i don't upgrade. know man i've seen them cable physics <laughs> yeah uh, well I'm not even gonna lie. the cables and so here's the thing the game looks gorgeous though like i don't think any of us can sit here and say this game looks ugly um but people worked hard to give people that, right? And one of the things that separates video games from movies and literature is the interactive part, the game part of the experience. And I feel like like it's fine. They're going to make their money. But Naughty Dog is definitely going more towards um, this kind of like movie kind of experience. And 
to me, as a gamer, for my own personal taste, I don't like when something I enjoy becomes so split up in so many areas. Because um, it devalues the original piece. Yeah, there was, uh, what was it that they tried to, um, Final Fantasy fifteen, right? They tried to yes. split up that story into like a movie and like maybe a manga or something. I don't mm-hmm. know but they try to do this thing and it's not just i say they as though it's just like they did for dead space they did for halo Illuminati of of media franchises (laughs) Um, um, but there's this idea among some account some creators and some organizations i think it's just organizations because it's often a bunch of different creators when they do this Mm -hmm. they try to make it into like a media franchise yes got like um, the Marvel effect, basically. Yeah, that you've got like, oh, but to get the the full story, you need to uh, read the graphic novel, and right? And watch the movie, and then play the sequel game, and then also play, uh, go read the web comic, and then also mm-hmm. download no, yeah, PDF that has <laughs> yeah, you're you're dead on, you're dead on, and it happens for everything, people. Like it's not just Last of Us. This is the latest thing. Marvel. They've done it for Pokemon. They've done it for Marvel. They've done it for Zelda. They've done Star it for Wars. Star Wars. It's everywhere. And to me personally, it is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why gamers and nerds are so elitist at times, because you you feel special when you've like read everything and done everything that contains for one thing that you like like you just do and because of that it just makes it like less it lets makes it less inviting on the nerd end and then on the bigger populace end it dilutes whatever it is that you're trying to get through um it's you can look at it with star trek right now there's like four different star trek things out there none of them are good because everything's become for it's made for every all this stuff is made for your mom like your mom and your dad this sounds this sounds insulting but it's not it's made for your mom and your dad it's made for people who don't know what the fuck you're talking about at first to understand it um and you make more money that way it's a great business deal but it destroys the um the medium in my opinion Reminds me of that joke. It's like, so when you speak about elitism, so you, you like music? Well, name every artist ever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to do an episode based off that because I think JRPG players in particular, and I every JRPG year I know, they know this. No one shy away from this feeling you've had of superiority to other gamers at some point. Because you play a game with numbers in it. Um, it happens. It happens. We all got it. Everyone in this podcast has it. Uh, no yeah, one's... Man. Iron no. fucking... Iron playing XCOM. Yeah. See, there you go. So, all right. That was all my next issues. I'm going to let my cat out and then going to let one of you guys take over. Go ahead, whoever wants to start. Did you want to go next, Dustin? No, you can go ahead. Okay. Show. First bit of industry news. Sega president Kenji, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so forgive me if I butcher it, uh, Matsubara, uh, has resigned from Sega. Um, Sega. Leaving after six years of being president and chief publishing officer. Hmm. Any reasons why? Or is um, it just he's leaving? In an official notice, um, he apparently 
Leno decides that it's just for personal reasons as his departure. That is a very nice thing to hear. <laughs> that a top person is leaving a company because they just want to. <laughs> oh, Maybe he's like, man, there's scandals everywhere. I don't want to be anymore. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to run anything anymore. I'm going to open up a pizza shop. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to call it like, I don't know. I was trying to think of a a Sonic character that matches up with pizza. Big the cat. Big the cat. Yeah, it's gonna be called Big the Big cat. Big the cat honestly is the best mascot for some sort of restaurant. I he's think. good for a, yeah. A, yeah. He's good for a restaurant. No, it's gotta be a French restaurant because he's always chasing that that frog. <laughs> oh, oh fuck, big. Um, but okay, <laughs> that's nice to hear though that he's just leaving for that. But yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Sega. Controversies. Can we say that Sega is a good company? No. Yeah, yes, we can. <laughs> Fuck off, Arnold. Sega is a good company. You want to know why Sega is a good company? Sega always tries something different. They they Sometimes fail. Just so they like, at least try. Hear me out, everybody. Sega fails at least sixty to seventy percent of the time. <laughs> they do not always manage it at all. Like I just want to be real there. But I appreciate a company that tries, and they're creative enough. The only thing I hate about Sega is that they never use any of their other good IPs. That's their weakest thing. They don't use everything like that. Yeah, like, wait, what's what's Jet Set Radio? Yeah, we did that. Um, so yeah, but that's nice. Okay, what else, Arnold? Uh, we have. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, I would never use this. Just want to preface. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> uh, apparently, Valve is cracking down on VPNs. Because um, for people who don't know, when you have a VPN, you can like put, "Hey, I'm, I'm actually in this country." Right. Um, and apparently, in other countries, certain games will be cheaper than their homes, their home country. And yeah. So they use VPN to say, "Hey, I'm actually in, let's say, France, even right. though they're in America," and they'll try to get a game cheaper over there. And so Valve is trying to set in uh, new settings for people to stop doing that. So. This actual thing has come up before in a forum where I was looking at, like, Nintendo Switch deals. Because people do that on their Switch, because the Switch isn't, like, um, region locked. So you Mm -hmm. can switch an account to another country and get a whole plethora of video games that don't exist in, like, the U.S. and everything there. Um, And people do it all the time. And people have been talking about, when you do this for purchasing games and stuff like that, that it is impacting their country as far as game sales and taxes go. And I don't know whether or not this is completely true or not. I only did a little bit of digging around in it. But um, people have said from like Japan and like Canada and stuff like that, there's some of their stuff has changed in prices and they believe that it's because U.S. um, Switch players have been purchasing video games off of their servers and getting their deals. Um, which, yeah, if it is, this is me assuming that it is, everybody. I don't think that's fair. Like, you live in America, pay American prices. <laughs> like, you you keep everyone else out of the country, so you need to deal with your country's laws and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think that's fair. 
if that's what Valve is doing, and that's their reason for doing it. I don't know if that is or not, but... Oh, that is the reason they're doing it. Okay, that's what I thought. If that's the reason why they're doing it, that's fair. Like, I don't like that we always have to spend a lot of money for video games, but that's, again, what we shout about on this podcast all the time. Stop letting companies charge you all this for fucking video games and stop defending them. Like, they don't know you, motherfucker. Like... (laughs) They're not like, oh, Sally in Maine has defended my video game for being $70. Here's a coupon. Like, Man, if they did that, there would be some people who would like not pay for games anymore because they so adamantly defend stuff. Exactly. You'd have so much more stuff going on. Um, but yeah, like that's a fair thing. I think Valve is, in my opinion, I don't know what you guys think, but I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't usually. I've, I've not done, I use a VPN, but not for that reason. Yeah, the VPN because I'm paranoid. That's safety. About <laughs> yeah, paranoid about freaked out by the interwebs. Selling my traffic. Dustin, Dustin thinks it's reboot. <laughs> There's like a little virus surfing on his ship. Yeah. I just pictured the 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 woman virus with the mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh shit! That was a weird show, you know. I love that fucking show. That show is so strange. We got to do you know an episode. There's a weird like remake of it. On yeah, Netflix, and it's probably really bad. I don't want to touch that with a five foot pole. Like I just don't. It's one of those things I just want to kind of remember it as it was. Yes, I want to remember <laughs> it as shitty as it. Re- it's so reboot. By the way, everybody, if you ever looked at reboot, it's going to look like shit now. Um, but it's so weird. It's so weird. Anyway, um, what else? I don't know what else you got. Uh, Fania Kuhn. Uh, what's his name? Fuck. Jim Sterling's uh, Konami fuck news. Oh. <laughs> Konami, for everyone who knows, doesn't make any fucking good games. That's true. They just make casinos and garbage. But now they're making eSport PCs. Their brand is called Arspire. I'm not going to say it because <laughs> I, it, I thought it was actually called Arspire. <laughs> Uh, they apparently launched it earlier this year without like any like no advertisement for it that's Um, probably because they don't want to be thrown under the bus oh don't worry Jim will find it (laughs) (laughs) he'll find it and throw it under the bus himself Mm -hmm. and they'll start shipping it uh, September don't worry I won't say the website because y'all don't need to waste money on that garbage people are just gonna google it no one's going uh, to buy their gaming stuff. Do you stuff. know what not to buy? It's uh, R-Spear. I'll be honest. It's A-R-E-S-P-E-A-R. And I read it as Aries Pair. So, there we go. <laughs> Aries <laughs> Pair? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, yeah. okay. uh, it's probably supposed to be like Air Spear because that sounds cooler oh, than God. Aries Pair. I'm, so, I'm just going to call it Aries Pair. I'm so perverse. Because I thought of the nickname for Aerith, and then I was like, Aries Pear. And I was like, get your oh, head no. out the gutter. Uh, <laughs> but good grief, these things are overpriced, dude. Just just FYI. How much are they starting? An entry-level C300 is $1,760. Fuck, fuck that. And it's fuck only that. got 8 gigabytes of RAM. F- fuck that. <laughs> I can help someone build a computer in a day. For under six hundred dollars, get off my lawn with that bullshit. No, thank you. Um, all right, yeah. So that's 
I supposed to stand for Advanced Revolution of Esports. Okay. Okay, so it's Aries. Sure, Konami. I think this is Konami trying to get back into good graces of gaming, but it's like, bruh. First off, How you're can late. We be a game company. You're and not make games. You're late. That's what we're called. Yeah, like they're late. First off, they're switching from software to hardware. Second off, um, which is never like great, but like. Like, come on. Like, the esports game has already been up and running. There's enough companies out there that have now already got your late. Just die, Konami. Um, die. Episode. I want to say Konami's new mascot needs to be Slowpoke. Because this is accurate to how their how their business model works. <laughs> Konami's... Hey, guys, did you know people sell game PCs for esports? <laughs> we should get in on that. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, no. Okay, Arnold, what's else? Uh, I also have a bizarre tidbit. Uh, Congress, apparently apparently there was a bill that they were trying to pass uh, to block the U.S. military from recruiting via Twitch. Hmm. Uh, It did not pass, though, so they could continue doing that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, The reason stated was there was a lady who was trying to get it passed because uh, Twitch has stated that like, their viewership is, like, 12-year-olds and up. But, like, obviously, mm-hmm. 12-year-olds can't sign up. To yeah, they can't sign up. And, like, apparently, they have sometimes, like, giveaways and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you click on the link that they that they give you, it, it takes you to their recruitment mm-hmm. page with nothing about the giveaway, which is kind of sketchy. That is kind of sketchy. There and, should be a block or something. And, like, okay. other social fields, um... They'll have other giveaways, and mm-hmm. like they'll take you to their page. But if you like read like the fine print, mm-hmm. it also says like you give the the military a, a permission to send you like stuff to like hey join the military or whatever. Yeah, um, which is it, it's a bit weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. That can be the, considered uh, sketch. Yeah, the the big advocate for passing it was AOC. Uh. <laughs> I was who brought it forward. But anyway, moving on. Uh, keep going. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend just had a conversation about her and how much she's a problem. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> the news is uh, Riot Games ending their controversial partnership with the Saudi Arabia Mega City Project, Neom. Hmm. Neom? I don't know how to pronounce that. Neom. Uh, for those who don't know, Neom is supposed to be like a, a futuristic city that's being built with like like a, a, i quote flying cars robot maids mechanical dinosaurs and an artificial queen <laughs> sure okay so sci-fi city in saudi arabia sure okay. sure um and but a lot of people were obviously um upset because um for people who also don't know it's the crown prince uh mohammed bin salman mm-hmm. salman i don't know how you pronounce um, that is uh well there's a lot of allegations of like forcibly removing. Wait, a, sorry, Arnold, real quick. How do you spell the the, la- the name you just said? S A L M A N. Salman. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, he's apparently using the Saudi authorities allegedly to remove um, Kuwaiti uh, tribe members to clear the area for the city's construction. Yeah, he's the Saudi Arabia has a very poor track record of 
human rights and everything. So. Yeah, like um, no hex, like you know, no homosexuality, which is really weird because the partnership was specifically with leagues LEC, and that does, and they're all about like inclusivity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems sort of odd. Hey, you know what? We should be all about inclusive inclusivity. So let's partner this... up with the company with very repressive laws. I. Yeah, company and country. It's although never mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to no. make that joke. Well, I was going to say I was about to make the joke. Company and country sometimes kind of overlap at times. No, a lot of times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like we have checks and balances, and we don't even believe in them anymore. Um, but yeah. like anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm laughing because Dustin moved quickly. <laughs> And I'm in the back of my head. I'm like, I could, I could totally say something horrible, but I shouldn't. <laughs> but um, but no, yeah. I as far as Riot goes, I like. I don't like Riot as a company. Yeah. Like there, <laughs> I would not be surprised if worse shit comes out from. Oh well, no, worse shit won't come out now. But Riot, not too long ago, was almost in Ubisoft water. Yeah, like, they were risking it. Like, they were coming real close. To they it. were coming very Story close. And really, really scummy. And, and they meant to kind of stop well, and be, like, sort of scummy. They, <laughs> no, they were full-on scummy. I think it was at the level of juvenile behavior, at least mm-hmm. then. And to me, like, again, leaguers, leaguers are kids. They don't care. They don't look into this kind of shit. They just want to know if someone's going to nerf Yasuo or some shit like that. And it's... I don't... Like, I don't play League because, one, it depresses me. But, like, even if it didn't, it's difficult for me sometimes to play League of Legends. Um, because it's too fake. Like, I don't see... Like, anyway. I don't like purchasing something from anything... This says one thing but does another. Um, yes. Yes. Hypocrisy so. is a big hypocrisy. Yeah, but yeah, you know. Okay, cool though. I'm glad that they've stopped. Yeah, that, this partnership did not last long at all. It, it started on July 28th and it ended yesterday. Okay, <laughs> so, so roughly like four days. Yeah, about four days. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Um, also, as an aside. Um, yeah, I just remembered. Speaking of, of politics, I'm not going to go into this rabbit hole too much. How about that Florida congressional candidate who's worried about anime porn Ooh, like Dragon Ball Z? Oh, oh, I saw that. I saw that, and I was like, okay, so Dustin can have this. But I, pardon, I, I actually don't know what you guys talking about. There's a dude okay. that wants to ban... So, go ahead, Dustin. Sorry, go ahead. So, K.W. Miller of Florida, running for Congress. Great place uh, to start already. Twitter followers... <laughs> He's an independent party candidate, so he's not a Republican or a Democrat. He's independent. Um, mm-hmm. Warned right. us that they are now introducing a great deal of anime porn into the internet matrix. Okay, let me just pause this for a minute. First so, off, you're late. Internet <laughs> matrix. What is this? Is this like... Is he he like, watched that one good movie from the, 90, the late 90s. <laughs> and that's his understanding of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon Ball Z is one of the top issues here. They are sexualizing cartoon characters to push a depraved agenda on our kids. What's next? Where will it end? First off, this tweet was from July 29th. Dude, I can point you to some sites where it ended, and it is still going strong. It is, this is not ended. Second off, 
Dragon Ball is the worst one you can think of, son? You didn't do research. <laughs> Man discovers anime porn. Water, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, like, um, so I get it. Florida, you guys don't know what you're doing right now. Um, it's okay. We, we don't either, apparently, but yeah. like, <laughs> so, but like, yeah, yeah. For those of you in other countries who don't know this, think of the kid in your class who doesn't pay attention and always screws up and everyone is just like, well, no, that boy ain't right. That's Florida. (laughs) Why? If you want to laugh, but also to be kind of slowly horrified, um, look up Florida Man stories. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and my girlfriend did that the other day. Tosses alligator through drive-through window. Uh Um, Was going to say actual headline, by the way. Actual. Oh yeah, these are all real. Um, But was going to say, yeah, I saw that, and that dude's like wanting to ban anime, and I'm like, you you cannot at this point ban anime from the U.S. Like, it is everywhere. Like, it is everywhere. It ain't going nowhere. Um, okay, he just hasn't found the one for him. Yeah, that's basically yeah, I just it. Just need to introduce him to like. Don't, don't don't introduce him to One Piece. You talk about sexual stuff going on yeah. in One Piece. Um, but all I can imagine is this guy like. I'm sorry. All I can imagine is this guy like stumbling onto the wrong part of the internet. No, what happened is and this. His face melting like uh, this, like Indiana Jones. In the, in this the is this is what happened. This is what happened, and I I believe this for fact. I feel this almost scientifically because this is for people who are like homophobic and racist or anything like that. You want it? <laughs> he saw the anime porn, <laughs> and he said, "I, I want to see more of this." <laughs> And he said, but I'm I'm a I'm a politician. I can't look at it unless I admit to liking it. So I'll say I'll hate it and they'll give me all the resources <laughs> so yeah. I can look at it. It's like anybody who's homophobic is probably secretly gay. Or at least has occasionally looked at somebody and went, Man, he's kinda hot. wait a second. Right, exactly. You you think you think if you're a man, you think gentlemen are hot. Or if you're a lady, you think ladies are hot. And so you rally against them to somehow fight against that lust in your body. What's the, <laughs> what's the term for that from psychoanalytic uh, psychology? Uh, sublimation, I think. I think it is, yes. I believe it's... Our, our reaction formation. I don't remember which it is. It's oh, one of the... I should know Freud those. was like on yeah. target with this thing. There was a lot of things Freud was wrong on. Mainly women. Uh, <laughs> Freud, was, like, <laughs> Freud was like dead on that people do... That people do the exact opposite sometimes of how they feel. It's because you're trying to like cover up. It's why, and I I notice this all the time. It's a pet peeve of mine at this point, and my friends know this. Dustin, everyone knows this. When something negative is being talked about, notice how quick people bring up something positive. It's fast. It's fast. It like happens. I've timed it at this point. It happens within the first three to five minutes. People are so quick. They're like, nope, 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 nope. Um, so yeah, this dude and his—I I think he wants Boma pornography. I think, I think he was. I think, I think he was looking. Sorry, go ahead, Arnold. I think he's one of those people who's like, "Where's the sauce, boss?" 
think I need to look at this to uh, you know what 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 the problem here is. You know this coming from. <laughs> you know this nasty bitch probably did. He probably saw. He probably saw Piccolo's arm get severed and that explosion of his blood juices. And he was like, oh, yeah. And then it grew an arm back. And it's like, yep, I'm into Vor. <laughs> started looking up some real weird stuff after watching the whole cell arc there. And then it like, and then it's, he saw Piccolo's arm stretch. <laughs> You know, actually, you know, I'll admit, I, I may be completely smearing this guy's character, and I'm entirely wrong. But I just kind of figure he was like looking up, you know, like regular, regular, quote unquote, porn, mm-hmm. and ran into this, and then was like, <laughs> "This is a problem. <laughs> it's getting in the way of my search results." He's like, "I don't want none of this. I just want live action. <laughs> I don't want the comic version." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Arnold. What's your other news? Anymore? Uh, Arnold, your gift, you just link this. Is... Yeah, the gift is pretty funny. What's <laughs> the I have just uh, two small bits of news left. Uh, hold on. Where's my first? Oh, this is uh, EA's looking around, apparently, rumors after a darn recent uh, investor call are pl- apparently interested in buying Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Hmm. Wait, uh, well, what? Whoa, whoa. My brain pieced all that together as it came out of your mouth. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds about what EA wants to do. EA is about to buy Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers Interactive. Inter- Interactive yeah, Entertainment, the gaming side. Game yeah, 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 yeah. Warner Brothers is trying to so, uh, stuff to get their debt. So one of the worst microtransaction companies is about to buy another one of the worst microtransaction companies. Excuse me, James, would you like to buy another Batarang for... 50 cents. <laughs> you know, you could beat this boss in the Batman game if you just had 50 cents for that extra Batarang <laughs> that we already animated into the game character. <laughs> oh, shit. What were you going to say, Arnold? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, uh, I was just laughing myself at it. I don't know how that's going to work. Both those companies are horrible as far as games go. Maybe how it works is that whoever has the biggest loot box they just have a they just have a loot box like they just sell a loot box to whoever wants to buy it and one one of them has a key to the company (laughs) (laughs) there they go like i've just got their solution here they don't need to um they don't need to actually sell the assets they'll just make a loot box they just put all open it up to like everybody and whoever gets the and whoever buys the one that has the key in it gets the company the secret is they never put a key in any of the boxes I don't know oh, how this works. Oh, I can't wait for those companies to crash and burn. Um, but okay. Well, I'm just reading this fucking statement from EA's CFO, Blake uh, Jorgensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about the teams, not the games. This is what he said about Respawn Entertainment. We were able to bring them into the fold, give them incredible support, and it was all driven by the fact that they had incredible talent. It wasn't about Titanfall. But that's no offense to Titanfall. It's a great game. Know? And maybe we'll see Titanfall sometime down the road. First off, we I probably won't. <laughs> um, I want to be so rich that I can talk like that. Like, yeah, talk completely out of my ass. It's like reverse ventriloquism. Like, and like, it's just like, I, whatever. I'm so done with companies and how they talk nowadays. Like, it's a bureaucratic. 
bureaucrat bullshit. Um, okay, what else you got, Arnold? Uh, my last bit of news is, I know, like, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how, like, uh, big companies are not really that great, but I thought this was kind of cool, because I, I don't hear anything bad about Niantic. Mm. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so during their Pokemon Go, uh, there's, like, a Pokemon Go fest event, mm-hmm. and they, 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 they earned a lot of money, and they, uh, so, so like, they doubled their donations for the Black Lives Matter. Mm. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, especially from, like I said, I, I don't think I've ever heard anything bad about Niantic. Niantic is fine. They do stupid stuff occasionally, but they don't do anything offensive or exclusionary towards anyone. They had that one shitty event for Pokemon Go that they did not plan or think about. That just made them incompetent at the moment, but they're not a nefarious company. They're like Sega. They sometimes have bad ideas. They sometimes have bad ideas, but they're they're good. Like, you know. They're right. That's that's nice. That's nice to know. Alright. But yeah, that's it. Cool. Well, Dustin, throw us into the world of spider eyed people. Um, so a few small pieces of news. Um, well, one big piece of news. So Shonen Jump in an advertisement that is rolling out with the, um, actually, let me me double check my source here. So One Piece Magazine, I guess this is something that Shonen Jump publishes, um, uh, teased on Monday that One Piece is headed towards the upcoming final arc, but did not give any more specifics though. So I don't like this. <laughs> I yeah. worry greatly about this. Not because One Piece is ending. I worry greatly because where we're at in One Piece, there is at least two more stories you can tell to make this good closure. Yeah. But of course, it also is Oda, though. So, one far arc, maybe, like, 15 more years. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm thinking about this. Like, if you think about this seriously from how Oda does things, I can see some of the things are being rushed. There's things right. in One Piece that are happening, everybody, where it's kind of like... Um, actually, we can talk about it. People who listen, either you either are caught up in One Piece or you're never going to look at it or read it. But, um, like... Kaido and Big Mama. Um, wait, sorry. Arnold, how far are you in One Piece? Are you caught up? No, I told you. Is that the the part where Sanji's family is trying to get him back home? Okay, okay. never mind. For uh, Arnold's sake, we'll hold <laughs> off. For Arnold's sake. It's fine. It's fine. There's, well, I won't, I won't spoil it, but I will say this. This actually my catch-up. Right, like, because I'm going to talk. You haven't started yet. Yeah, don't worry, Arnold. I can talk about things without spoiling because I want to talk about something that Dustin hasn't seen yet, and I'm I'm not going to spoil it for him. So, um, but like, there's a point right now that's happening in One Piece where he's pushing characters together real fast, and it's forcing events to occur where perhaps a character could get rid of an adversary really quickly, and like knock out like two or three birds with one stone. Um, Getting two villains in one arc. Right. Or even having multiple characters that you have, like, what-if questions, you know, Mm -hmm. going on. Or, at worst, he ends One Piece in the worst way possible. With them being on the boat and Luffy turning to the crew and going, 
Well, we still got adventures left to go, everybody. Let's keep looking for one piece close. <laughs> I would burn uh, everything. <laughs> what if he turned around and said, you're all my I will I will I will delete my Shonen Jump account. I will purchase the volume that comes in and I will take a video and burn it. <laughs> like it it can't it can't end that way because he took that long to get to that. You know? If this yeah, one, now there has to be something. He has to he has to solve all the questions he created. Yes. Cause he's given us Oda and I will defend One Piece among anything, but I will, for people who critique One Piece, they are completely fair in everything they critique. It is long. There are some things in it you don't actually need the information for. And if no, he can don't. give you that, huh? I said, no, you don't. There's some things yeah. that you're just like, no, but just, I could skip this and it'd be okay. There's stuff you don't need. So if he's giving us stuff we don't need now, you, his bitch ass better. So who knows? I don't know. That's concerning news, Dustin. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a weird, like, in the vein of, like, manga, but also in the vein of, like, anime, I guess. Okay. Um, so have y'all seen the... Okay, so this is for the people at home, too. They have to look it up on their own. The box art for the Naruto Triple Feature Collector's Edition. Um, that makes me groan. That's a new record. <laughs> yeah. I have not seen box art this bad. Let since, me see. Um, Mega Man 1. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's so bad. Who like, drew need to this? Look it up to see just how bad oh, this box art is. Oh, and it's geez. like, how? There's <laughs> edition? Yes. That's it's a it. steel it's book. So and it looks this bad. Why? Why, why does he look so white? I don't know. He looks like he look. He looks like the picture of a boy on like a candy shop in the 1930s. <laughs> like his face, he looks like he's getting ice cream. And yeah, that's some that's some someone's kids like Halloween. <laughs> yes, that's Halloween like that's like your parents are anime lovers, and you're like, I want to be a ninja for Halloween, and they dress you up as Naruto, and you're like, No, mom, a real ninja. <laughs> <laughs> it's we don't, hey can we get Nardo we got Nardo we got Nardo at home and then they feed you the fish cakes <laughs> uh, oh my god no that's hideous it's a hideous arc that's hideous. horrible no like yeah, it's just no. this is what makes it bad is that he has understudies yeah Kishimoto has people who can replicate his art to a degree Part of me wonders if the person like localizing the DVD, like their cousin, is like Wait. trying to be an aspiring artist, and so they're like, "Hey, you want to draw the box art for the artist?" Is, is this so? This artwork is based off because I'm looking at the character in the background in the snow and how Naruto is dressed. This is based off those first movies they had, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because oh my god, oh my god. Okay, well, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. That's 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 bad. That's ugly. Straight up ugly. I'm um, sorry, whoever drew this. I'm sure you, yeah, you yeah, tried I'm very sure hard. I'm sure a lot of work into it, but it's very... But you failed. It's very strange for official <laughs> art. Like, if I saw this on someone's, like, fan art, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, Even yeah. fan art, this is ugly. Because yeah, I've seen but, good fan art. Yeah. 
but at the same time, it's also like the official art. Yeah, they just had to go through a group of people. Um, this oh. is something I actually meant to toss by you earlier. Uh, there was a lot of fighting game announcements because they had like a round table yesterday or hmm. Friday or something like that that they streamed hmm. um, okay. since there was no Evo. Um, yeah. Samurai Showdown's getting a new, another season of DLC, so of they're doing more uh, Samurai Showdown. Yeah, for DLC. Um, <laughs> new Tekken, word, more Tekken DLC also. Oh, um, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I love um, buying characters. But... <laughs> um, Guilty Gear confirmed uh, Leo Whitefang is going to be in the new one, um, so he's coming back. Okay. Um, and they had a trailer for him. They also finally had a trailer for... My mind went blank on this character's name. Uh, the character that they've shown from the very first trailer of Guilty Gear Strive. Um, the the dude who's like the, the black samurai dude. You know who I'm talking about with like the, the crazy like cyborg helmet? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I don't. They, fin- <laughs> uh, they finally, had, um, finally had a trailer with him. I'll, I'll send it to you. Later. Okay. Huh. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. in the trailer. Um, but yeah, that's, that's mostly what that was. And that's about all the news I have, honestly. Okay. <laughs> like, well... I believe it is time, everybody, for us to jump into our patch notes. Patch notes, everybody, as you know, is what the fuck we've been up to part of the podcast. What we've been reading, what we've been watching, what we've been playing. I have been up to so much. So, I'm just going to let Dustin and Arnold decide on who wants to go first. I will go last, because I have a lot Uh, to go to. I guess I'm going to go first. I don't have much this week, but, you know, I'll also get into my uh, Ghost of Shishima. Ooh, yes. Get so for me, I've been, I've been, I'm almost finished with BNA. Um, Not whack food. <laughs> BNA is a lot shorter, okay. What again? BNA is a lot shorter. Um, how is um, is it actually good? Because last time you talked about it, it sounded middle ground. Is it good? Like, look. Are you bored? <laughs> I'm not bored. I actually really enjoy the aesthetic of the show. The okay. premise is just something I think. Oh. I can kind of predict what's going to happen. Well, that happens after you've looked at enough media. Because that happens to me all the time. And Yeah, but like that's, the thing is, is like, that's kind of like... I don't want to say it's ruining it for me, because then I know what's like I know what's about to happen. What do you want to like, say, Arnold? <laughs> if it's... You know, it's, look, it's, it's alright. I don't think... I feel like I've... This is definitely for kids who don't really watch anime. I want to get excited about something. So, it, still, so it is for if you're bored. That's what I meant earlier when I said, "Are you bored?" Not are you bored watching it, but is it like, fine to watch when you just don't have anything to watch? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. But if, the art style, like, what's really keeping me there? I really enjoy the art style. It's all right. I like art like that to a degree because it looks cute because it looks like someone sketched it, but it also feels like you can put it together real fast. Yeah, and for me. That is a hit and miss. Um, I like to see when people put a lot of work into their art, um, personally. Because, um, like, okay, for instance, I don't love the... What is it called? Is it called the Dragon Prince? 
the yes. Netflix show. I don't mm-hmm. love it. I don't love it by any means, but I do appreciate its art. Um, and I appreciate the effort. It didn't hit with me. It, it's hit with some people. It did not hit with me at all. But um, like me and my girlfriend got bored. We were like, what is this? But like um, it is, I, I can recommend it to people who just want to watch something fantasy. Um, and I did like the villains. They were fun. Um, but yeah. Well, the first reminds me of Ruby. Ruby's okay. better, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, the first season of Ruby. Oh, first season of Ruby's <laughs> pretty rough first season of ruby is pretty rough um but it's a a bit better than the first seasons but like that's what it's reminded me of yeah and it's it's 3d models is what you're saying it's not hand-drawn it's 3d models um but yeah okay cool i i don't know if i'll ever check out being it keeps popping up on netflix i keep moving away from it like i know i mentioned it before and i was like i thought the girl was cute but then my brain was like james are you really gonna watch this and i was like probably not uh so cool but i'm glad you're watching it i i really like it because you'll finish it and then you'll watch wakfu right of course <laughs> uh-huh he ain't gonna I mean, watch wakfu. damn it he got me in a bind <laughs> he got me in a fucking bind um for those of you who don't know behind the scenes stuff i'm asking arnold to finish naruto because i wanted to start being able to talk about naruto on the podcast there's a lot of people i know who like naruto and i want everyone to be able to join in on that conversation um, so Arnold hasn't finished it, and I wanted Arnold to like finish Naruto and stuff like that. So he got me. He he has technical homework, and he's like, "I'm going to do my homework, so I can't, you know, uh, I can't look at my food." Um, so we'll see. Okay, cool, cool. Go on. What else you want to? I've been playing Hat in Time again, and I'm just really enjoying the music in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the music's great. I don't know if I said that the last time I talked about this game, but it's fucking great. I, I've heard the music. It is good music. I've heard good things. I'm about to go into, like, the horror mission. For those who don't know, Head in Time is, like, really... There's no one genre of it's, game in it's it. It's world-based. There's, like, a whole bunch of different genres, and, like, the next mission I'm about to do is, like, a horror mission where I enter a mansion. There's, like, a it's... fucking grandma that's trying to kill you. So for older people like me and Dustin, you'll know this is like standard platformer. Like 3D platformers are notorious for you like you go into a world and it's completely different than the last world. Like it's almost like a different genre of video game. Um, But yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you're still enjoying it. And aside from that, I've been I've been I've been playing. I'm still on Final Fantasy 14. I've uh, the story has been getting kind of meh. Meh. Yeah. That's how I, I feel. Think I think you're right about Stormblood. Stormblood's pretty man. It's pretty uh, boring. <laughs> there is some good points. You'll get to some points. There's one I area. Passed, I just passed like a sad bit though. What? That's to do with enabled. Oh, that bit was kind of okay. That was kind of sad. It was. I mean, kind of made me sad. It was sad, but I felt. <laughs> The character happens to look so strange. I can't yeah, stop yeah. laughing. But it it is sad. I will say Stormblood is the most... Like, you would think. You would think. But you know what? I'm starting to notice this because it's the same thing with One Piece for me. When you get to the Japan of the universe of whatever you're in and whatever anime you're in, it's boring. It's like, <laughs> I've seen this anime. And it's weird because the people who are doing it have all the cultural information at their fingertips. And it's like, 
I get it. There's a samurai. I'm bored now. Like, <laughs> um, it's and it's You're because and honestly, it's one of those things of like the embarrassment of riches. Like, there's so much katana and sword driven anime and video games out there. It's it's like I don't need you. Like, it's just, I don't, I don't need it. But, in its defense, Stormblood has some good points. Um, not a lot. And even those good points are really stretched out. But it's actually one reason, Arnold, I've been so, like, dragging in Final Fantasy XIV right now. Because it's like, I, I can't, I have to have a good story. I can't be compelled to just go in and grind in an MMORPG. I gotta got a reason to do it. Um... So I am hoping once I finally get past Stormblood that I once I get into Shadowbringers, the story will kick up um, drastically. Uh, I've actually picked up the Gladiator class. Oh. On my, uh, on my character. Nice. I mean, I technically have Gunbreaker, but you start at level 60, so I have no idea what any of the fucking abilities do. <laughs> so I don't know the combos that you're supposed to learn as you Good gradually... Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. I just picked up Gladiator. Arnold, for everyone who needs to know, when it comes to Final Fantasy XIV, just he's just there grinding stuff <laughs> constantly. Um, but okay, cool, 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 cool. It's amazing that I can make everything that I need. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> all right then. Um, make plans other people need too. Yep. But that's all you've been up to, Arnold. Uh, I mean that's really. I'm about to. I'm just really trying to finish BNA. Okay. Okay, now before we get to Dustin, tell me about Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> uh, look, man. Here's, here's, the, here's the pickle. Okay? <laughs> me and Brandon were talking. Brandon was talking about uh, how uh, his friend um, Octo, uh-huh. the, the octopus, because Octo don't know what he's doing. Uh, Why do you like that, Octo? <laughs> I'm going to defend Octo for one second. I'm going to defend Octo for one second here. I like Octo because Octo will play... Me and Octo have many conversations where Octo will play something that I think is complete horseshit. I think whatever he's playing is garbage. I will tell Octo I think it's garbage. Octo will not only laugh it off, but he will then go, but I really like this one. Because <laughs> Octo you know is... What? I appreciate yes. I I love that. I love when someone can he know that I am completely fucking around when I'm like, this game is shit. And they're like, you don't really think it's shit. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you that I actually like this crazy part. And I'm like, you know what? You're weird. But it's okay. <laughs> I like that you like this game. Because <laughs> he was... He told me about a little bit of um, Ghost of Tsushima, and he was just, like, going on. But anyway, go, I, I cut you off, Arnold. I was defending Octo's honor. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, like, so the conversation me and my brother had was basically, like, I look, if you like this game, that's fine. <laughs> this game is already. I can if tell. You've never played, if you've never played a Neo, <laughs> this game is perfect for you. Um, because you need your Skyrim elements in your Japanese game. You need your fucking elements in your Japanese game. Don't worry, I understand. He, he said he wasn't salty in this. <laughs> Let it out, Arno. <laughs> Look, like, I'm not saying it's not honest. Like, 
uninspired because the game looks alright. Like that. I would say it's uninspired. I actually enjoy because I've I've watched a guy. I've watched three hours of gameplay of this game. Right. And and this guy. So like, I'm not gonna spoil anything. I think um, you can spoil the game about the samurai. Really spoil in those fucking three hours. The guy didn't really get anywhere. It took like almost an hour to get to like the beginning of like the game. Um. But you know that's bad pacing. I, 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 that's bad pacing. Oh no, it's not. It's supposed to be like there's like a lot of flashbacks and stuff with tutorials because it's supposed to be your character doing them as kids. So that's why your character now can do it as an adult. I guess I don't really need that explanation. Oh, I'm just samurai guy. Don't tell me like like that. I don't. Mm, hmm. Well, okay. So hold on. Let's get back to what you were saying earlier. You said you wouldn't call this game uninspired. I completely disagree with you i think it's completely uninspired it's a samurai game where you have ninja elements in it like have you not seen this before i think we I all mean, have i've definitely seen it before. sekiro um what's the game that i love Sekiro's um, not even about a ninja well it's, it's, a, it's about it it's about a shinobi yeah he's a, he's a ninja that's what i was gonna say you have ninja no, elements like, he's not a samurai though no, no, I'm saying that it has both elements. So you're, he's a samurai, but in the game, you can function as basically a ninja. Like, you have stealth elements in the game. Um, I was going to say Sekiro. In Sekiro, you do fight samurai, so there's that. So Sekiro, Mark of the Ninja, Neo, um, a lot of games done in the like PS2 era. Like, Tenchu. Tenchu. Onimusha, like, there are plenty games out there that have done the samurai thing before. A game, however, to be good doesn't need to be, like, not uninspired. It can be completely generic. Um, so I feel you're valid, like, I I'm poking fun at Arnold, everyone, but the reason I'm poking fun, one, it's really nice not to be the one doing it for once on the podcast somebody else. <laughs> um, um... I was going to say, however, I think you're valid in your opinion, Arnold. I think if you have... You you play this genre a lot. Like, I play a lot of story-driven games. I play a lot of games that may look at themselves as cinematic pieces, but I also play a lot of games with gameplay elements as its core. So when I talk about things that have done it, I feel that I am valid in what I'm trying to say about it. I think you are equally as valid here. To have a complaint about something that you feel is ripping off things that you enjoy... Um, I don't think it devalues that Octo is fucking in love with this shit, but I just think it's, <laughs> it's, it's just as valid for you to have a, like, you should be able to bitch about it. Like, why not? Why not bitch about the stupid elements that everyone's a samurai and it has a big open world and everything like that? I know a lot of people who love this game. I'm not one of them. I don't think that's a problem. I think the game is generic. I think the game is cookie cutter and by the book. That's okay. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I was just making you say it out loud. Because you didn't say it when I brought it up last podcast. So I thought you actually thought it was fine. And it, Look, man, I like I said, it's, just, it's fine if you want your Skyrim and your Japanese world. Look, look, man, like this is I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all the pieces they rob from different games, okay? Oh shit! It's like the open world of Skyrim. I didn't do this for Last of Us, by the way, but I just wanted. To... <laughs> look, man, they put the open world of Skyrim. They didn't copy and paste trees, at least you know. 
At least there's that. Grass <laughs> looks pretty good. They don't have to get modders to get fucking grass in the game. But the dances of like, I don't want to say from you know, because the dances are a bit more, I are like flushed out. Like you need the water stance apparently to. Water stance is better for fighting opponents with shields, and then uh, air stance, whatever the bullshit is, is good against spears. I mean, you know, it's not like you get a bow and you can fucking headshot them anyways, because you once you get a bow, headshotting is god tier. Just like in, you know, any other game where you have fucking archery. Yeah, they archery is like one of the worst elements of video games sometimes because it takes out the element of the gameplay. Now, I will say something that I think is kind of cool mm-hmm. is that there's not a lot of weapons, but I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, the thing I don't really like about Neo is that there's you too can't, many. You don't really, uh, your weapon upgrade is you get a new fucking weapon that's better. It's all about stats in that game. Technically, yeah. there's like, you can soul bound a weapon. And like so, like after you use it for a while, like this meter fills up when it maxes out, like mm-hmm. it maxes out the amount of damage you can do with that yeah. weapon. But then like that's it; it's flat out. Yeah. And so you have to find either like a better weapon or something else, you know? Yeah. And in this game, you actually uh, not only do you acquire different weapons, but you, you actually like rank them up as mm. you go further into the game. So you keep like kind of the same weapons, but they get stronger, which is kind of cool. It's kind of it reminds me of like. Aloy's bow, you know, like there's a there's yeah. a couple more bows in and Horizon Zero Dawn, but you can level up that bow. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the skill tree, look, man, that shit's uninspired. That shit. <laughs> Here's skill, my samurai tree. Skill trees tree. are uninspired in general at this point. Every game wants a skill tree for some fucking reason, and I get sick of them. Yeah, I agree with you, Arnold. <laughs> uh, no, just how they do it too, though. It's just there's a samurai tree. It's fucking your your ghost tree, which is like your your Ronin fucking ninja tree, and then you spend the exact <laughs> same points though for your stances, which uh, makes no sense because I thought you need those to fight enemies better. <laughs> like, it makes no. Why would you be wasting points on the um fucking the other two then, instead of your fucking stances that you need to fight better opponents? I feel feel like a demon from Hellblazer. <laughs> You unleashed. Look, and not only that, man. Look, I feel like I, I'm a... the, look I know Bethesda didn't work on it, but this game might as well has any as much bugs as the Bethesda game. I have heard Ooh, it's kind of buggy. It's I thought I can't. I can't find it, but there's a guy who like jumps off like a cliff into like one of the Mongols' fucking uh, settlements that yeah. you like raid and stuff. That motherfucker took one arrow while he's falling in the air. And he's just getting shot with arrows in the fucking air. He cannot touch the ground. Who? Uh. <laughs> he is just constantly being hit in the air. And it's not that there's no anima- the animation is like him being thrown backwards. Oh. But animation is still going up backwards. So he's in the air constantly for like a whole fucking minute of being Jesus. shot with a whole bunch of arrows. So, yeah. oh, it just turns into tech and juggling. It's yes. Like, it's a bug instead of a feature. It's... <laughs> James, that's what I'm talking about. I... Back in the days of Tekken where you just get juggled infinitely. I love Tekken. I'm a big Tekken guy, and I'm really good at Tekken. So I actually have been the dude that's juggled someone for an entire match. And if you play it with a kicker. Like Huareng or like Eddie Goro, like you can keep a dude up there. <laughs> like, um, 
Oh man. Well, well. First off, I greatly enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, next is Dustin. I'm gonna find something to get heated about. But I um I I agree with everything you're complaining about, Arnold. I think. In the gaming world, you should be allowed to complain as much as you are about this game. And you're not like, you know... Yeah, if people love this game, if this is people's favorite games in the world, that's fine. They can say it to you. And then maybe, you know, once you learn that, once they've openly said it, because some people won't say anything. Like, once they've openly told you, if you're talking to a person face-to-face, okay, maybe tone it down a little bit. But, like, outside of that... You're, everything you're saying is valid, man. Like, if you don't like this game based off of all of that shit, fair enough. Like, garbage is garbage. <laughs> Not saying this game is complete garbage, but if it's garbage to Arnold, then it's garbage to Arnold. Um, you can like it as much as you want. You know? Um, I actually didn't even finish my list of games that takes part. <laughs> let's, let's stop. <laughs> You've had enough of cutting you off. Um, but okay I'm gonna let Dustin go ahead and talk about what he's been up to um okay I don't have a whole lot either because I've been so busy but um I'm slowly slowly poking at quest in Final Fantasy 14 trying to catch up on the story so I'm no longer 15 levels over what I'm supposed to be (laughs) um what happens is I say this, and then what happens is I go and be fine, and I get another level, and I'm like, oh, I got another level. And I can't be mad. Stop going wanna... and do this. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, well, I'll probably keep do- I'll probably keep doing Duty Finder just because you know, it only works once a day that I get the huge XP bonus, and then go back and do stories. I think that's so your, your gotcha popping in. Like, that's I'm used to dailies. Yeah. You doing Um Speaking of gotchas, um, still playing uh, playing those. Uh, I was going to comment a little bit. Um, I am really actually... So, I mentioned, I think, last week, I think I'd started Fate Grand Order. And I enjoy the story of it, but it's actually kind of weird for me because it's a much dingier gotcha. And so, if you don't want to spend money, which I don't spend a lot of money on this, actually, um, then you, it's really slow to get new stuff. Which is mm. which is interesting. Um, it's really it's. I would say it's bad because then it gets people to spend money more. But if you have good self control, the game is uh, actually not. It's actually fairly enjoyable. Um, I would say it is bad. Um, like everyone doesn't have yeah, perfect self control. Um, right if you're now. somebody who who really has to pull those roles, then don't play that game. But if yeah. you're somebody who wants to play a gotcha game for the, like the game, like the story and the uh, gameplay um and you don't you can go okay i don't want to i don't care if i make rolls then i think it's good in that way if that makes sense but if you're somebody who's like gotta pull the thing all the time don't play i i can <laughs> yeah it's hmm. it's there's a, weird thing. there's a lot of things with gotcha that we can go into detail but i, yeah. I get what you mean i get what you mean yeah. um but yeah uh, there's that. Um, I'm going to finish Unicorn later this week when I'm freed from the oppressive, oppressor of my work. Um, <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, Large Stuff had an anime sale last week, and so I'll be talking about some of the stuff that I got when I get Nice. Um, I know some of the things. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Um, 
I started Tales of Vesperia the other day when I was Oot. having technical issues Oot. that kept me from getting work done. Um, and the technical issues were not that I was playing Tales of Vesperia, it's that my internet was not working <laughs> very well. Um, and so, yeah, um, the combat system in that game is really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's a little dated. It's a little dated. Um, I feel like... I'm Do you like it? Like, one, if you don't like it, I'm be curious. really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. The current one, I'm kind of like, this is kind of... You can say it's I bad. Really like <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. It's, um, it's growing on me a little bit because I'm kind of getting a feel for it. Um, but I have to hold a button to move yes. freely. Yes. And that's awkward. And it took me a while to get used to it. And I actually lost one of the first boss fights because I was like, this control scheme. It is not intuitive. And it yeah. was based off limitations that were in the game at the time it was made. But the yeah, version that like, you're... Huh? Sorry, it was PlayStation 2 and GameCube, right? Uh, PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think Xbox 360. Yeah, 360. But yeah, like, you're right. You're, you're right. Like, it's limited. But... And this was based off of the game back then. Um... I feel weird about a definitive edition still having this in the yeah. game. It feels like something if you're gonna make and like port it, maybe that's something like. And, and all it's def- also a lot of work because it's like yeah. changing the right. It's so, like when you're asked to remodel a house and, and you come in and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. so first thing I do is knock it down and rebuild the foundation. Right. Um, <laughs> what I was going <laughs> to say, well, actually, in defense and not in defense of the game, there's two things. Okay. I will say the version that we've gotten for the definitive edition is technically the uh, the definitive edition had already existed before, long before the Switch and everything else. So we're really just getting a really old port of a game completely in its entirety. And as far as that goes, I think that's fine. Um, however, because this is being released after they've made upgrades in Tales games, it isn't as difficult as what you're saying because of the fact of that that function is in the game itself. You just have to change the button input for it to work. So yeah. it isn't changing the entire game. As a matter of fact, you're removing a process for the game to do it. And they've done this for many games. They've done it for Metal Gear games because Metal Gear, you got to hold down 18 different buttons to do things sometimes. So when they've redone games and stuff like that, they can do it. Um, yeah, I can completely agree with you as far as combat, because I remember when I first started playing it again on the Switch, I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of slow. This it's, is, a little clunky. it's a little clunky. It's a little clunky. I'm getting the hang of it, though. Uh, tutorial yeah. could have been a little bit better. Um, Agreed. Like, the, like straight up, I'll tell, tell y'all the story here. Um, I was fighting these little, like, monsters in a sewer level. Yeah. And it took me a while to realize, oh, if I press down and hit the attack button, I do like a sweep, and that actually works much better for these things that I was whiffing because my attacks were going over their head. So I will say this in the defense of the game. It is like a fighter, so you have directional inputs and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get what you mean, though. It They don't tell you, oh, if you're fighting flying monsters, you need to press up and attack because yeah. then most of your attacks are aimed at the monster up at top. Mm-hmm. Um I know what you mean. Um, yeah. Once I figured this out, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's kind of like a weird little like, beat-em-up fighting yeah. game kind of thing. And I yeah. kind of like that. But I'm still getting used to it. I it, think once I play it for a while, I will not complain about it this much because I'll be like, oh, this is, I get it. You'll adapt to um, it. 
You'll adapt to it. Just, but however, I will say adapting does not mean well done, yeah. if that makes sense. I but feel it, like I'm going to play a later one of these if I enjoy this one, and it's going to be like... You are. Amazing. Yeah. You're going amazing to play... Improvement on combat. You're going to play Bazeria and then wonder what happened. Like, because... be like, man, I'm glad I didn't start with this, because then I would have, like... I'm, said, okay, I can't play this game. I'm glad you... If you do, so what I would recommend is this. If you're playing the Vesperia and you end up liking Vesperia, um, play Symphonia, because it is younger than Vesperia but the gameplay is about the same um they kind of had the system for a while yeah it's it's all the ones it's all the popular ones that have this kind of system um and it is not the system isn't bad I think it sounds like I'm saying the system is bad I actually enjoy the system but it is a little like Dustin saying it's a bit clunky once you get used to it it works but it's kind of like when people ask me, they're like, oh, how do you control stuff in Metal Gear Solid? And I'm like, well, you just do this and this and this. And it's like, Metal Gear Solid is very clunky. It's very clunky. Um, Hold the shoulder buttons and mm-hmm. cycle through your inventory. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'll say this. When you play Zillia and Bazeria, that com- those combat are really good. They're really fluid and very fast. Bazeria being the most fast. like It's like a straight up... like. It feels good to fight. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I will say it's it's also unique because I was playing and I was like, oh, this is an RPG that's entirely different than what I'm used mm-hmm. to. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's 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 different in this, and I mean that in this. It's not necessarily bad. It's different. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I will say this: that the early Tales games, the biggest thing for me was not the combat. It is not my favorite thing. I think it's good. I think it's solid, and I don't think it's the worst combat I've ever played in a JRPG, but it's the story oh, yeah. and the I characters. Yeah, it's the characters and the story that I enjoy. Um, that I really, really like. So, yeah. Are you enjoying the story and the characters? Because that's yeah, the bigger one for they, me. Yeah, they're fun characters. Yeah. I haven't really met many of them yet. I know I met a dude who I'm sure is going to be in the party eventually because he is too helpful to not be, and he was in the opening cinematic. Old guy? Old guy in the yeah, cell? The old, old yeah. man, yeah. Yeah, he'll be in the party. <laughs> he'll be in the party later. Um, yeah, the characters are charming. I like that you can, like, that you get prompts to uh, listen to have like, yes. little anime dialogue. Yes! Um, that's a nice little, like, it's a nice inclusion because mm-hmm. you don't have to watch it if you don't want to watch it. But it adds but more you character have the growth. Option, and it adds character. And it, it there most of the conversations have to do with whatever happened a few moments ago. Yeah. So it's actually feels like it's happening to them in the moment and they can be pretty darn funny. Um I was gonna say that's one of my favorite things about Tales. It's actually something that's heavily borrowed um in Octopath Traveler and um Bravely Default. So um so I think it's really good. I think it's a really good um thing. But they could, I'm glad you're liking the story and the characters because that's the big point for me for Tales games. Story and characters. Esleys is very innocent. <laughs> yes, she's so dorky. She's so yeah, she's a dweeb. She's like, did you see the high five part? Yes, where she posted. <laughs> <Yeah. his hand. laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's, I knew something was coming. She's like, she's not gonna understand how. She's like, like this. 
But the, oh, the thing is, she doesn't even say anything. So the game is really good at yeah, situational comedy. Yeah, just like, yeah, this is just sort of- Yeah, it's like it's very good situational comedy. So it's very well done. Um, and a lot of people don't do comedy without words anymore. So I really like that. Um, cool. Glad yeah, you it's been fun so far. Okay. Um, I think that's really my big. Oh no, I have one more. I have mm-hmm. one more. Um, so. Uh, I started reading another series on Stone and Jump because they dropped a bunch of chapters all at once. They dropped like five chapters. Um, and I was like, oh, I have a few minutes because I need a break because I'm going to go insane if I break another essay. Um, so <laughs> I read a chapter and I was like, oh, this seems like a good series for me. And then I went back and read the other one gradually when I was taking the breaks. Mm. Um, it's called Kaiju Number 8. And it's mm. very Pacific Rim. Kinda, I guess that already threw me off. (laughs) Um, It's really odd. It's um, it's a nice little concept. It reminded me a whole lot of Pacific Rim, but it's not giant robots, I guess, which is different from Pacific Rim in that sense. Uh Um, But uh, it starts off. I'll just give a little bit of a summary. I won't spoil anything. Um, There's, I think, five chapters. Apparently, it's an ongoing. I thought it was just like a mini series, but apparently, it's just one that maybe they're like catching up on. it's about a dude who basically works for a kaiju or a thing in this setting. Um, the dude wants to be a part of the like defense force, mm-hmm. but he's like 30 something and he keeps failing the exam. Um, and so he's on the, like the cleanup crew, like the people who like get the things and like clean up the monster bodies. Relatable. Um, <laughs> no, right. yeah. um, it's very relatable he's very a fun little character people call him an old man even though he's like 30 and he's like yeah, oh, Japan, not old am I like, oh, yeah. um, um, but yeah he's trying to be um, of course you know being a, a, ma- a manga in Shonen Jump um, the plot thickens mm-hmm. uh, pretty quickly um, but it's a fun series so far um, I like that rather than fighting them with giant robots they apparently like I was like, okay, so they, they're sending off all these kaiju parts to, like, company. So I'm like, this is important, right? And yeah, it is. Like, the like you're introduced pretty soon that they fight them with, like, these, like, suits that are made I knew from, it. like, I was like, is material. it a suit? Is it like so the... basically, it's sci-fi Monster Hunter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but yeah, it's like... fun. It's fun so far. He's got his, like, apprentice, his, like, dude who's like, why would you give up? You should keep trying. I'm going to be in it. And he's like, well, maybe he's right. Maybe I'll give it another shot. Hmm. I may give it a shot. That sounds nice. That's all right. It's it's goofy too, of course. Okay. Yeah, I give that a shot. No, what were you gonna say, Arnold? No, I said it seemed intri- that sounded interesting. Yeah, yeah. I may actually give that. It's one also a shot. nice to see a protagonist who's not like fifteen. And also not see a protagonist. It's like my world sucks and I'm so losery. And then the magic happens and it's like I'm the strongest uh, ever. We'll say- he winds up with powers, but it's very awkward because he's like, "Oh no, this is a problem." Oh, he's going to end up with powers because it's shonen. Like right. the one thing that shonen tries to teach you but gets rid of is that the ordinary person can be cool, and it's like, "No, you're extraordinary." Like, yeah. like Naruto is supposed to be a loser, but it's like you have the strongest chakra of everybody. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that's standard shonen, but that sounds cool. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get into the crap I'm doing. Um, I'm going to try to be fast. Um, I have now officially finished Final. F- I was going to say Final Fantasy, Fire Emblem, Three Houses, Claude Story. 
I really love Fire Emblem Three Houses, everybody. Um, it is one of the best in the series. I'm going to put that out there. I know I'm not the only person that said this. Um, playing it again, completely different game. Well, completely different game as far as story goes. And executing... The tone shifted a lot. The tone shifts a good bit. Claude's is a much more hopeful story. Um, Edelgard's is a tough story. I wouldn't say it is bad. It is a story that, it, as in bad as in like it's upsetting. It is a story, Edelgard's story is like, we have to do this for the betterment of the world, and a lot of bad things happen. Claude is very much more like handholdy, um, like we are all children of the world kind of like do the right thing kind of thing and i like it it's really good claw talks a lot about like racism and like people not agreeing with each other just because they don't know shit about each other which is true about like just look at your planet right now um and him wanting to break the walls down quite literally and figuratively um and it's good it's really really good and but the thing is that's claw story but the core premise without giving spoilers it's really hard because i don't know if you two are ever going to play all through these so i don't want to spoil it but there are there are things in this game that happen and the game won't talk about it because you're getting it from the perspective of the people there mm-hmm. can i spoil one thing is that okay yeah. Okay. No. I'm going to spoil one thing, and I very much apologize for this one spoiler. There's a point where they drop magic missiles onto a bridge. They just drop them and they blow them up, right? Mm. Well, they call them magic missiles. They are literal missiles. The the game has not explained to me why. Because in Claude's story, it's not prevalent. Because it's it's like they dropped the people who dropped them, we killed them, and then that's it. So it's like, why would you know more? Like, you wouldn't. So it's like, it's those kind of mysteries. And knowing Edelgar's story, combining it with Claude's, like, there's so much to know. Um... I want to know Dimitri's, but I don't like him, so I don't know if I want to put more hours in to play him. Um, but overall, this game is sick good. Um, the only thing that's gotten tiresome is the conversations with people. Not like the tea time and not like um, the emotional stories. Those are great. But there's a point where you have to go through the uh, monastery and talk to people and stuff like that. And... Um, You have to do that every month. And there's certain characters you have to talk to to get certain reactions out of. And it gets grading once you have recruited every student like I did. (laughs) Um, I I recruited the entire game, essentially. And it gets taxing. But outside of that, combat's great. Classes are great. The difficulty is really good. Um, And the end game always feels epic. The last, one of the last boss battles I had, they were playing, um, like, dubstep. 
but it, it didn't happen in Edelgard's. So they, it's situation. The music is good. Um, that game is good. Everyone should play Fire Emblem Three Houses. I have over 160 hours on that game. Um, so good. Um, I played the demo of a video game called Chris Tales. It is an independent RPG game. Um, very art design. Um, painted glass art type of design, too. And you play, it's like Madeline meets Chrono Trigger. <laughs> like, That's sort of a weird combination. <laughs> you play a little orphan girl in an orphan, like in a French orphan town with um, her orphan sisters and her um, the madam of the house. And you meet a frog and the frog leads you to a time wizard. And the time wizard is like, you're a time wizard too, Harry. <laughs> and like say, if you don't make this joke i will and the time wizard is pretty cool it's like this kid um well he's clearly older but he has the shape of a child and um he gives her the time powers and like you can all you the the game is designed in a triangular prism so wherever the girl is there's a triangle around her and on the other side there's two other triangles because of how the screen works and one side is the past and one side is the future so wherever you're walking you get to see what's happening in the past and the future of where you were um and there's different characters that change and stuff like that and they mix that gameplay element in to affect the creatures you fight to in battle. So one bo- battle in the game is where you meet a guy named Christopher. And Christopher, so Chris Tales is spelled C-R-I-S Tales, T-A-L-E-S. Um, all the Chris names, because the girl's name, like, what's her name? Crystalline, something like that. But it's spelled like C-R-I-S and so Christopher's name is also spelled C-R-I-S. And um, he he has a shield. Oh, by the way, he's a shield character I like. He has a shield as a weapon that breaks off into dual blades. So where the shield blocks at the bottom where it comes into like a triangle, it comes off and they're both edged. Um, he has the ability to shoot water magic. So when you shoot water magic on one of the enemy shields, you then change them into the future, which rusts their shield. And then depletes their defenses. Um, and that's like a boss battle. There's a lot of parrying in the game, which I think is cool. Um, so when they attack you, you can hit it at the right moment and reduce the damage significantly. And you can also com- combo and do critical damage by hitting your buttons correctly when you attack. Um, the game looks really pretty. It's really cute. Um, it's not an overly complicated RPG, but I think the combat gets more complicated down the line because you mix in time magic. Like, you can de-age and um, age up um, enemies and stuff like that to reduce or increase their power or something like that. Um, And yeah, it looks good. It looks good. It's pretty fun. The only thing I have a problem with so far is the voice acting is hit or miss. There's clearly some people who are trained voice actors or at least voice actors that have done more than one game or show and then there's some people who like this is your first time um but they all try no one is like phoning it in like garbage so even the worst people like they're not like you're not squinting like like you're garbage um so i'm looking forward to it um i enjoyed that demo um i also have played bravely default 2 
This is, of course, made by the people who made Bravely Default, but also the people who made Octopath Traveler, another JRPG that I really loved. This game is fun. I like this game a lot. The demo is hard as balls. Um, the, um, at the beginning of the demo, the creators tell you that they have upped the difficulty. They're like, we have upped okay. the difficulty so you can appreciate the combat. <laughs> Their words. And... Um, it's fun. You get to make a class. Anybody can be any class you they want to. And each class is really fun to play. The best part about the game is the punching animation. Because they look like little rag dolls going... <laughs> and it's like really, really stupid looking. Um, I like it. It's very charming. Um, it looks storybook. Everyone has big heads and little bodies. I think that's cute. The artwork for the characters, the the, the in-game models and the cutscene models are the same. So I really enjoy that, like, consistency with it. Um, the classes are cool. You get a thief class at the end. It's very hard. If you play it, it's on the Switch. It's free. You can download the demo. If you play the demo, just be prepared. Like, you will die if you do not play this game seriously. You will actually have to grind. Like, you have to grind in the demo. And the demo is pretty long. It's about... Like, Chris Tale's demo was about an hour, hour and a half, if you're taking it slow. Um, this demo was about three, four hours. And there's a secret boss at the end that I still haven't beaten. Like a fucking little worm. Fuck that worm. Um, there, everyone has a British accent except the main guy. Um, one lady talks like she's from the Kingdom of Britain. The other lady, I think she's Welsh. Don't quote me on that. And then there's one guy that's clearly like, from Scotland. Like, they were like, you be as Scottish as possible if you aren't Scottish already. Um, so it's really fun. Highly recommend everyone play it. I can't wait. I'm going to, I'm going to play Birdie Default too. That's a good game and it's gorgeous. Um, play Pokemon Tournament. Everyone gather around because James is about to shit on Nintendo for a second. Um, I know everyone's it's waiting a for rare this. rare happening. Arrow, right? Everyone's like, James left Nintendo. Look, Pokemon Tournament is not that great of a fighter. Um, I have played it. They combine elements of 3D fighters and 2D fighters at the same time. But the 3D fighter that they combine it with is um, like the Naruto ones. So that back over the shoulder camera angle. Um, I don't like it. I don't like the mix up. There's too many buttons to do stuff with. Way too many combos and things um, for a starter at the game. It is, but it's decent. It's not great, but it's fine. I can see why that game did not take off as a traditional tournament fighter video game. Um, the one thing I did enjoy is that when you've reverted into 2D fighting, Pikachu takes on like a Ryu stance because he's like, you know, the generic main character because he's Pikachu. So watching Pikachu do like a, a bouncing up and down punching kind of stance was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that was <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty silly. Um, but it's free. It's a free download demo right now. You get like 50, oh, you can only play fifteen matches in the demo, which I thought was some bullshit because it's already a timed demo. Um, that pissed me off too, Nintendo. Fifteen matches in a fighter. Most people take five matches just to play by themselves before they like try to play with anybody else or something like that. Yeah, that's a little bit. It's stupid. It's stupid. That's what it, it's dumb. 
It's dumb, dumb Nintendo. Why the fuck would you do that? Um, no, I really don't like that. It's real stupid. That made me angry. It made me salty. Yeah, um, so that was a small little fuck Nintendo on that one. Um, I am now currently playing Radiant Historia. Um, the 3DS RPG made by Atlas. It's supposed to be really good, and I'm meaning to play that. I am... I've played it before. I played like five hours of it a long time ago. And I am currently playing it again. It is... It's just as good as I remember. I just gotta get through it some more. The grid system of combat is really cool. And it is an Atlas game that doesn't involve teenagers. So <laughs> that is always nice. <laughs> this is not a shot at Atlas. I just like to see that they can do other stuff. Um... This game, however, is just as well voice acted as any of the Atlas games. It has just as good as music and just as good as a premise as the Atlas games. So I made the teen joke, but outside of that, like Atlas knows what it's doing with its RPGs. Um, I like this one. This honestly, I haven't played Persona 5 yet, but I think Radiant Historia could be my favorite Atlas game. Um, there's a high chance of that. I like some of Atlas's fighters. I have a few of those. Right. So, but like, um, yeah, this may end up being my favorite Atlas game. Um, I'm also playing, um, thanks to Dustin, I am going to be playing um, A Plague's Tale, which is my Last of Us. Because uh, <laughs> it's one of those cinematic games about a young woman. Um, but it feels more earned so far. Um, I haven't played it all, but you play a French girl in the 14th century where the rats go. And, um, like, it is... I'm trying to remember if I've seen gameplay of that game. The gameplay is actually more about hiding, though. You're not supposed to fight a lot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you... But the way they introduce some of the gameplay is you're on a hunt with your dad, who's a knight. And it's very cute and charming because she hasn't seen her parents in a long time. And it's about her taking care of her little brother, but she's estranged from him. So she doesn't know him. And so there's a lot of like growing together. Like she doesn't like this kid, but she has to protect this kid from the rats. Um, I haven't gotten too far right now. I hunted a boar and that was cute in of itself because the girl's dad is like, if you kill the boar, then we'll do this. And she's like, I will do it. And she's very happy right now. And I know this game gets miserable. So, um, I am looking forward to it. It's made by Focus Interactive, so it's going to look a little clunky and janky, because that's how Focus does. But it is, I like it, and it's not trying hard right now. It's not trying to tug at my heartstrings. I'm sure Dad dies, but like, you know, I want to see the relationship between her and her brother. That's when I'll know if this will be on the equal grounds as The Walking Dead to me. I'm going to see how this goes. Um, so I'm looking forward to both these games. I love them both so far. Lastly, I have been watching a shit ton of movies, everybody. Um, I have been into the, and I hate that this is a thing, the DCAMU, also known as the DC Animated Movie Universe. That's a thing that they call themselves now. It's not like they're copying off something else, but you know. Um, I you have... would do that. James, what are you saying? You would copy... <laughs> someone's idea because it made a lot of money uh-huh unheard of <laughs> unheard of so the dc the dc animated movie universe started with the justice league um, flashpoint paradox which is a coupling with the new 52 thing and um 
I like Flashpoint. That movie was good. I didn't like the movies that came afterwards, like Justice League War, um, Son of Batman, The Throne of Atlantis, um, Batman versus Robin, and Batman Blab- Bad Blood. Those were all shit. Um, our Justice League versus the Teen Titans. Those were shit, too. Um, but... I, my friend Justin, he he loves DC. Like, this motherfucker worships DC. Like, he will defend DC like they can do no wrong. And I'm like, have you seen the movies that DC makes? Um, have you read the comics lately, my friend? Like, they're not good. Um, and so he had gotten me, he had wanted me to um, um, watch the rest of these movies because he said they were really good. So I watched a good number of them. Um, I won't go into detail about every single one. They were pretty lengthy, but I would recommend a few. Um, I watched Justice League Dark. It's one of my favorites because it has John Constantine in it. And I am now officially a John Constantine fan. Um, (laughs) I love him. It's like a jackass Sherlock Holmes mixed with Spike Spiegel. Um, And he does in in like... um, What is the name of that... Um, Dresden, in like a mix of Dresden, because he does magic, and he's like always shitty. Um, Justice League Dark is great. Um, it is about him, Zatanna, Batman, and Etrigan doing shit together. Um, Etrigan's fun. He's rhyming in this one. Um, it's great. I loved it. Love Jones Constantine. Um, I watched the Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. That's the animated one. It is a sequel to the previous Suicide Squad animated one that they made. It's shit. Um, <laughs> it's not good. It's written by a 14-year-old. There's a scene where a dude openly scratches his nuts. You know, when an actor does it, a director's telling them to do it, and they sit down. When you animate somebody scratching their nuts in their underwear... Spend a lot of time on that. You spent a lot of time to do you you spent effort to do that. Um it was wasted effort. The movie's bad. It's really bad. It's about them finding a card so that Amanda Waller can get it. Um the woman who runs Suicide Squad. And um so she can the card allows her to skip going to hell and go to heaven because Amanda Water Waller is a horrible human being. Um and that's the whole thing. They also have they have the most token black dude since a long time. Normally I complain when they put a black dude in it and he's already feeling kind of tokeny, but usually they can dress it up enough. This dude has no backstory that anyone gives a fuck about and he's somehow good at he's people claim that he's the greatest martial artist ever and that's it. And he has Wolverine claws. Oh, I forgot to tell Dustin this. I talked to him. There's a lot of Wolverine claws in this movie. Like, it's almost as if they wanted to make X-23. Because Vandal Savage's daughter has claws. Um, And, yeah. It is... It's stupid. It's a bad movie. There's one good concept in the movie. Um, Professor Zoom. For those of you who don't know, he's the reverse Flash. He gets shot in the head by Batman at the end of Flashpoint Paradox. And he pulls the entire speed force into his body to slow down his death. So that's the whole premise. He's trying to get the card so he can't go to hell when he dies. Um, that was that. Death of Superman and the Reign of Superman. They are a duo movie. 
They are excellent. I highly recommend if you like superhero movies in general, or if you like Superman, or if you just like a good film, watch it. Watch both of them. Um, it's good. It's good. It's almost like you know Superman dies in the first one. It says so. It, but James, you mean just a spoiler? <laughs> he wasn't gonna die. I mean, it's like it said in the timeline. <laughs> it is really well done. Um, and it reintroduces um, original Superboy, like '90s Superboy, um, Clone Superboy. This is really—it's really good. He has a jacket and everything. Um, oh man, he has the jacket. And yes, the Superman outfit with the jacket. Over. Yes, in the little red pants. It's good. It's a good one. I recommend everyone watch that. Um, I watched did Batman Hush. Uh, Steel in it too, or did they? Cut yes, Steel is in there. Steel is in that, and he's all right. He's all right. Um, he's not cringy. He's not too bad. Um, Batman Hush. Hush is one of my favorite Batman comics. Um, it is about Bruce Wayne and the titular villain Hush and how he's manipulating his life and everything like that. This one starts off really good in the last 15 minutes. It is garbage. Um, the that's, last That's almost worse yes. because that means that basically they built you up with a good movie and then at the last minute dropped the ball. They like, oh, do. Sorry, dropped the movie. They do a reverse your expectations, basically. Subvert, sorry, subvert your expectations. They basically, the villain is not Hush anymore. It's the Riddler. And in the original comic, the Riddler helped out Hush. Get it? But there's a whole story behind Hush. They skipped all of that. And they're just like, no, it's the Riddler. The Riddler would totally do all of this that we just made him do. Even though it's not what he would do. Um, it is not good. It's not good. And the only people who have said it's good have been either people who are like my friend Justin and they just defend DC every time they do something. And um, people who have not read the comics. And they're just like, I thought it was good. And it's like, you probably don't read. Um, but like, it is, it's it's fine though. I can't say not watch it because it is good up to a point because it deals with um, Selena Kyle, Catwoman, and Batman's relationship. And that is done really well. Um, Wonder Woman, Bat, Bloodlines, um, it is sadly not good. It is actually, out of all the ones I mentioned, the worst one. And I think that is an injustice to Wonder Woman. It makes me angry because it makes me feel like DC is ran by mostly men. Because, like, how, how do you even make Suicide Squad a better movie than a Wonder Woman movie? Um, it just means you did not put your A game into that movie. Um, what again? I said they phoned it in. Yeah, it feels like a buddy cop movie with Wonder Woman. Like that's really weird. That's a really weird tone choice. Let me tell you how buddy cop it is, Dustin. Wonder Woman is the straight laced, I want to help save the world, naive type person. Her the you know the guy who crashes onto her planet. Yeah, he is her kind of helping you out supportive guy that's always there in the background kind of guy but is human to help her superhero-ness kind of appeal even more and then and then they give her a subversion of her body type a short black kind of white black woman who like who knows technology a little bit but not really and she's kind of sassy um and it's kind of like what happened what happened to Wonder Woman movie? It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um, 
the even the plot's stupid. It's a girl who she grew like she she apparently was like um basically living on a visa in this girl's house with her um her mother and her she mother was obsessed. Huh? She didn't study abroad. She was doing study abroad basically. And like um she's staying with this woman and her um and her daughter and the daughter is like trying to get her mother's attention and the mother's only about like Diana and to the degree that like her mother dies in her daughter's arm and reaches out to Diana and says says Diana's name and the girl gets obsessed and angry at um Wonder Woman and she becomes a supervillain because of that not even okay. a good one and I'm like okay whatever you didn't try um <laughs> um I also watched two the, I watched Justice League Dark Apocalypse War it is basically Marvel's Endgame but with yes, DC this is the big fight Yes, it's a big fight. Spoiler alert. Okay, so Arnold's brother was watching it with me, and he's not really into DC, but he said, he was like, because Apocalypse is in it, clearly. He was like, and Raven's in it. He was like, what if they made Trigon fight Apocalypse? And for those of you who don't know, Trigon is the creature. It's Raven's dad who lives inside her. If you ever watch Teen Titans and Raven got multiple eyeballs, that's her dad. Um... And so I looked at him. I said, man, that's dumb. Why would they ever do that? They do it. <laughs> they make, they make, it's such a fan thing. So like, they're like, oh, so we got to have cool fight where Trigon fights Darkseid. It's so stupid. Like, it's just like, like a fan made it. They were like, you know, it'd be really cool. If Trigon fought Apocalypse, like who would win? And I'm like, I, I don't know or care. I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, who did win though? No one. They sucked them into a vortex. Um, so basically, the movie... Now, here's the deal. Apocalypse War is really good, actually. Like, I, I started off insulting it. It's really good. Um, again, John Constantine is in it. Thus, it makes it great. Um, but it's a really good movie. Um, it's predictable to a degree. You kind of see certain things coming. It's overly violent. This movie is rated like R. Like, it's an animated R-rated movie, huh? Just for violence? Just for... They rip heroes apart. Like, just kill them. Like, straight... And this is how I know a bunch of boys are writing this stuff. Because the way these heroes die is not tasteful at all. Like, uh, Batgirl... Batgirl got jumped on by, like, six creatures and got ripped apart like animals eating a deer. Like... That's how they're dying in this. Um, Shazam went out like a boss. He went out going Shazam and killing everything around him, including himself. Um, but this is this movie is supposed to be the end movie for another reboot because DC is currently rebooting themselves um, again. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so they're rebooting again. Um, it was it was good though. I recommend people watch that one too. Lastly, I watched the Constantine Demons Within um, movie that is a standalone Constantine film. Um, it's excellent. I watched that yesterday. It's also rated R and it has sexual but stuff in it. That's weird. Has just yeah, kind of gotta be. Rated it gotta R. be rated R. Um, it has it has some sexual content in it. That's weird. Like. Also sounds like part of course. Part of course for Constantine. It was very strange. Um, good, excellent movie. It's my favorite out of all of them. Um, highly recommend. Um, 
Everyone watch it. But yeah, so that's what I've been watching and doing and everything. I've also started the first two, only two, episodes of Ruby Season 7. I won't spoil anything for Dustin, but I was right. They bring a character back that they shouldn't. And I was like, well, that belittles everything that happened after that. Um, animation is on point, though. Um, show looks pretty. Back from Genlog. Mm-hmm. The animation looks gorgeous. It, looks, it doesn't even look like Ruby ever looked like what Arnold was referring to earlier today. Um, the costume changes are great. John, this is a slight spoiler, but not a spoiler at all. He gets a haircut, and it looked good. It looks good. His character design looks great. Um, I love everyone's character designs. Oh, I will say this for Dustin. I have heard the new guy in place of Vic. Mm-hmm. He's all right. He's all right. He, he does gruff, but he doesn't do smoky and sarcastic. No. So the he sounds, if you're just look, listening to it and you don't pay attention to voice actors like that, it doesn't sound at all different. But there's little tones, and he's so much more like, childlike like it's weird like crows got more emotion on his face and stuff it's really weird i don't like that but it's all right it's fine um but so far the the show is uh, it's, watching it on, by the way? I, I i gave in and watched some fucking it on rooster teeth like i would like it, rooster teeth to have an app so i can put it on my nice tv but mm. whatever i'll look at it on the computer um, but it's good. It's good. It's more Ruby. Nothing has surprised me or like blown my mind. Um, the comedy is a little tiresome, but I've always been kind of tired of Ruby comedy when it's not Chibi Ruby. Um, I do like Chibi Ruby. Chibi Ruby's fine. It can be as dorky and dumb as it wants. When I'm in Ruby, it's kind of like, okay, you don't gotta like fucking Guardians of the Galaxy it up and put a joke yeah, every three seconds. That's the thing that we need to talk about someday in an episode is how. Sometimes people try too hard to be funny. Yeah, they, and Ruby definitely tries too hard to be funny. It has humor where I'm like, okay, that's funny. You don't have to emphasize it over and over. Um, but yeah, it looks promising. Um, the opening theme song is not really that great. Um, it's 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 like it's fine. I just it's not like you know I, I ain't humming it later on down the day. Um, but yes, I loved all the costume changes, um, except Blake's. I never liked Blake's costume. Blake is so boring looking to me. I'm sorry. I love her voice actress, but I don't like her design. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I've been up to. I'm sorry for that long thing. Like I told Huh? You're telling us you're up to everything. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of catching up on some stuff because down the line, I want to do a lot of topics and stuff like that. So I had some extra time this week. Because I was dog sitting, and so I used that opportunity to catch up in a lot of things. Um, because running a podcast, you can't just play one game the whole time. So um, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Anyway, after all that crap, let's get into the meat of the episode. Let's jump into our key item.
the key item for this podcast today is an excitable one. Because it has to do with balls. Pokeballs. Yay. Um, You do better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say, um, so this episode is actually about... I want to call it like game redesign. I want to kind of like give that as a title for whenever we do a game episode like this. Because this game, for what people um, will know once we're going through it, we're going to be designing our own Pokemon game. Not every single step, not all that jazz, but we're going to put in some stuff that we would like to see. The episode will end in about six months. (laughs) You just hear a lot of typing. You just hear a lot of typing, a lot of mouse moving, and a lot of groaning. Um... (laughs) But this game, I mean, this episode is to talk about some of the design elements and changes we may want or may want to keep in a new Pokemon game that we play. Um, How we would change it, what we would desire um, going forward. And I'll kind of kind of direct us on certain things, but it's I did ask Dustin and Arnold to just kind of like think about what they would want in general. Um... And we'll see, like, some of the ideas, I, I would like every idea that we say to be like, okay, we like that, we don't like that, we do like that, and keep that, da, da, da. So, yeah, that's what this episode is going to be. I think we can do this for other games down the line, other game series, and how to redesign them and stuff like that. We're not, by no means game developers of that level or anything like that, but I think this is always fun to just pick apart a game that we actually really enjoy and then just see how goofy or how cool we could make it ourselves. So... Let's start at the very top of Pokemon. Let's start with, did anyone think of changes for your introduction to the world of Pokemon? You know what? I actually didn't add anything to that. I did. (laughs) My favorite, you didn't play Emerald or Sapphire Ruby. I did, I did. I played a little bit. Did you do you remember the intro to that game? Yeah, you're like in the fucking truck. Yeah, you're in the back of a moving truck, <laughs> and your mom comes in, it's like, "Hey, we're home now." As if and your child hasn't died. died. <laughs> I being, just find that funny for some reason. Being smashed by all that loose equipment inside the moving truck. It's a safety violation. Yes. And when you actually see like the moving Pokemon, like you see Machokes, or I think it's a different Pokemon if you have the other version. Mm-hmm. Like helping you move in. Yeah. So you see helper Pokemon helping humans. Yeah. That, now that part could be fine. That part isn't... I, I don't think I would change that part. I would like to see that more in other games. But I actually... What I was thinking of this is your living situation. So I would like it if you are no longer staying with mommy dearest all the time. I would like it if you're like staying with like your aunt. Or uh, an older cousin. Or your grandparents. Or... Um, maybe a dad this time. Maybe your mom yeah, is the... Yeah, I was the... ask, has there ever been a Pokemon game where you're with your dad? Because, I mean, no. I played Red and, Red and Blue and Silver and Diamond and Pearl. And You're always with mom. Yeah. And, and I... And Emerald, you, your dad's a gym leader. Now, now, here's the thing. I would like it to change. I would like it to change. However, I do, and I think we're going to do this for everything we want to change. I wanted to highlight the genius of having it be your mom in the other games, though, because... A mom is a universal figure. Right. Everyone Everybody knows that. Everyone has a mom, unless you're like an orphan or something like that. Um, but yeah. like nine nine times out of ten, 
there are situations where this doesn't occur, but even in a, in a divorce situation, kids are with mom. You know, yeah. mom is the stabilizer. Um, and this this is the best common denominator that Pokemon can shoot for. Like, you're going to get kids with different lifestyles. That's why I want different changes in this. But if you're aiming to grab the most kids, having mom be the one to be there that's caring is like, I want to go home to mom. Mom will take care of me. It also has that other gender um, stereotype of dad is the wanderer. Dad is the one that lives the adventures. You know, you go after dad because usually in the games, your dad is the Pokemon trainer or the, the wanderlust. Something left. about often kind of, I wonder sometimes how much of it's the statement of him being like a workaholic. Well, it's usually what I think it's connected to is more of the Buddhist ideology of like the wandering um, father. Yeah. Uh, that's why Goku's like that. That's why Gene is like that in um, Hunter Hunter. You always have the dad that ain't doing shit because uh, that's what it is, at least in the Western ideologue. And so, um, yeah, I would like to some changes. But I also see why, like, um, you keep mom around. So, okay. So, okay, cool, cool. Did you have any, like, living situation changes, Dustin, you you had thought of? Aside from the one where you were saying, like, you would want mom to be the Pokemon trainer instead of with dad. Um, not really. I actually do like the change of pace with Ruby and uh, Sapphire. Yeah. It's because so many of them started, oh, you're just in town. You're just in the house. The doctor. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. That would be cool. Okay. So cool. I'd like to actually see something like just a complete change of pace. I don't know. Make it, maybe do the gym leader thing, but like. Oh, you, we'll get to the gym leaders. With the gym. Hold on. We'll get to the gym leader. We'll get to the gym leaders. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to go literally as the game goes. So, okay. Um, so, we got to the house. Now, let's meet the professor. How have you guys envisioned this situation? If you have or if you haven't. Or do you want to keep. The question, how much of the beginning of the game did you guys keep classic? Yeah, most of it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Everything else, everything I have down is really more combat-wise. I figured Arnold I'm would changed. be... I, I knew Arnold would be full-on combat. Uh, well, there is some, like, co-op stuff I want. Um, that's combat, boy. Um, I was going to say... Um, so, okay. I'll, okay, so I'll say my part. Unless, Dustin, did you have anything at the beginning of the game? Did you want to just... Not particularly, because okay. it's usually just kind of walking you through all the, uh, the basics. So here's what I would say. A couple of things. I think the beginning of the game, this is telling that Pokemon is designed perfectly. Because you guys have thought of... No, you guys didn't even think to change the beginning. Like, And I agree. The beginning of the game is usually designed perfectly. It starts you off in a small town. It narrows... It like basically funnels you to getting your Pokemon. Now, question. Do you guys think the Pokemon types should be different at the start. I mean, that depends on what the first type gym leader is, you know? No, 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 forget that. We don't get it. Let's, let's say the first type gym leader is different. But do you think, in general, you would like to see other things from fire, water, and grass? Yeah. Okay, Dustin says yeah. What do you say, yeah, Arnold? I mean, it's I mean, look, like... I think it's kind of fine how it is because the reason why they give you aside from like your starter, which is either a grass or or fire, when you go through the beginning of an area, usually it's like you find a Pokemon or a Buck Pokemon, and those Pokemon evolve usually faster than the later Pokemon you get. So you you say it's fine because of the Bug Pokemon? 
Well, I'm saying like the Pokemon you get early on are just there to help you at the beginning. That's why they're there. Oh, no, no. I mean starter. Like you, one, two, oh. three. You pick your starter. Your rival picks your starter. their starter. Do you think those should change the types? Uh, I guess. It doesn't ever bother me. Okay, okay. And Dustin, you say yeah, right? I think yeah. I don't think they they pick those because they're really easy. I think to understand for the most part. Like they're a good like you can easily figure out the weakness chain. That's um, exactly. I think too because it was sort of tradition. You know, like at the beginning we only had what fifteen. Right. I was going to say what you had, um, latched onto about the the weakness chain. I was going to say. That's the exact reason why I don't think they should ever change it. Because it is a universal understanding. You don't need to know the language that this game comes from because of the fact that you can understand, even at your basic level of being a child, that if you water grass, it will grow. If you put water on fire, it will go off. And if you set fire to grass, it will burn. That, like, always works out. Like, when you start getting into complicated stuff, like... um. If I punch a rock, it breaks, you know, like, because you're like, this doesn't make sense. I can't punch a rock in real life when it breaks. So it keeps a simple concept design. But I do understand what Dustin is saying, that it would make it a little bit more fresh, a little bit more different. But I think that's a genius in design that they're keeping it just how it is. It, it does make sense. It's really straightforward. If you had to figure out, like, oh, so I've got like ground, electric, and water as the three types mm -hmm. then it would be fuzzier also it would really suck for you if you were doing that one because uh if, you, if, they, if the rival picks the uh the opposing type and you, you pick electric it's like guess what you can't do anything exactly exactly i mean to um, be fair most of the modern pokemon games the rival picks the weakness yeah right but, up eventually. but, but they what, kept the chain they just changed how you how you interact and what Dustin was referring to in that chain is more so like, no matter what you pick, unless you pick, if you pick electric, you're screwed. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that's true. So let's get, let's, did you guys think about the rivals at all? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit, actually. Okay, okay. Um, I, that's, the rival is something that kind of changes a little bit. In yes. Because like in the first game, you had your rival who's just your rival. That's just sort of his whole concept, and he shows up in the second game as a gym. In Gold and Silver, you had the rival who's not supposed to be your rival, but he, like, steals the Pokemon. Mm -hmm. He's a disturbed youth. Yeah, and uh, he's, he's a troubled kid. He just takes uh -huh. um, in some of the other ones, you had some different things going on, like they started picking your weakness. I think some games had two rivals, right? And somebody yeah. else got the other type later. Mm -hmm. I think X and Y, like, there's two... They're both your rival, but not really. Yeah, there's a sub-rival. They do that in Sword and Shield, too. But your sub-rival is usually better than the main rival. Uh, but, like... A bonus boss. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that the rival for me... I would like different rival routes. So... One thing I would like Pokemon to kind of do with the rivals is that, one, you can either get different rivals. So, at the beginning of the game, they ask you, do you have friends in town? Da, da, da. Well, then you won't have a rival from your town. You could meet a rival, like, for instance, I would like it if you meet a rival 
midway through the game that's they used to work for a gym. Like you beat them and then that person becomes your rival. And it'll be like they'll have more of a reason to be your rival or something like that than just we started off at the exact same time. You know, our, I beat his ass in a gym. I don't need him. That's right. But then that's a that's a thing though, right? In some stories, like the main character gets beaten first, and then they become stronger. Um, or I would even like it if the game takes into account certain things that you do with your Pokemon a lot. Like there's a like a sensitive AI basically where your rival becomes more attuned to your gameplay. Um, so if you're a person that likes to spam like full restore a lot then your rival may just start using a lot of Pokemon that use status effects to make you waste your turn using full restores. Stuff like that. Um, I know it's a little bit more complicated and stuff like that, but I would like that. Um, Or that your rival... You stop seeing your rival pop up in, like, the exact same area all the time. Um, So if if you... Let's say you're grinding in a field for a long period of time. Maybe then your rival pops up. As opposed to your rival popping up at the end of a story section. Because then it adds a little bit more like um, difficulty. Because you're not prepared. You're not like, okay, and then my rival's going to pop up. I'll carry like five full restores before I come out of this gym. Um, Better get some items before I go. Yeah. Yeah, it's stuff like that. It's kind of funny if you ran into things. Like one time you're just in the Pokemon Center and he's like, hey, let's go outside and fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, are that he's outside the Pokemon Center. Like you can't get in. <laughs> until you beat me. Hey, you thought you're gonna heal, but let's have. Yeah, stuff like that. Stuff that, that would you're kind of funny if there was an option for one of the rivals, like the rival who's just a dick. And just like... Right, you like. Hey, you there... spent 15 minutes going through this dungeon and fighting these tough Pokemon. I'm gonna wait for you at the exit. Right, like if you wanted to. Gary is. Gary is yeah, Gary a little bit like that. Gary uh, is one of the tunnels. He did that. I remember. He was like, man. Yeah, he pops up at the end of a couple of tunnels, and I would like either that or let like like Dustin was saying, like okay, let's say you choose the annoying rival. He pops up at the end of stuff all the time, but maybe you choose like the very intelligent rival. Like he's all about like tactics and strategy in the battle. Like he's throwing out those um the stealth rocks and stuff like that. Um, so. I would just like to see a little bit mix and change of rivals because I feel that rivals are a little bit predictable in Pokemon um, and stuff like that. But I'm going to feel that you guys did a lot more thinking around combat. So let's jump into that a little bit. Arnold, you go ahead. You said you had a lot about combat. Well, I just had more about that than the okay. Because I think the to me, I like the beginning of a Pokemon game. It's kind of slow, so you can understand what's happening. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with the beginning. As a matter of fact, I think the beginning's perfectly designed because it's supposed to lure you into the world and make you feel special and cool. Um, yeah, so I, I do completely get what you mean. Like I thought of these changes just to find changes, but if I had to choose, I'd probably leave it by itself. But go ahead, tell me what you got about combat. Uh, well, maybe in this one, uh, I don't want to go just into combat. One that I think would make legendary Pokemon more, uh, more uh, not as like boring as Sword and Shields are, I guess. I, I'd want them to make legendary Pokemon like not really centered around the plot anymore. Because you know how like in the first 
in the first um, red and blue, like there's Zapdos, Moltres, Articuno, but you don't ever actually have to catch them. Right. Yeah. They're, but like getting to them is a is like a fucking a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. But like newer games now, it's like okay, you're gonna get this legendary. Almost all are guaranteed. I think. Since gold and silver, actually, legendaries were guaranteed. You were going to get a guaranteed legendary. Yeah, I think I feel like they should bring back like the value of what a legendary Pokemon is. It's more of like we have to get. I to don't the think you can, Arnold. You no. know how many Pokemon exist? Proliferated. What again, Dustin? So they've been proliferated now. They're not so right. Legendary. There, there's like there's at least thirty legendaries, right? Am I like am I inflating that number? I don't know. I think that's, that's probably I think there's at least thirty legendary Pokemon. Most games have at least like three. Right. Well, Pokemon legendary anyway. The stats. It's the basically right? the stats and the fact that there's only one of them. But it's not like you won't get it in the game. Um I get what you're saying though, Arnold. Um I would hmm. So okay, let's actually let's get to the core, like Let's let's pull in some story elements into that then. What do you think the central story should be more about then? In a Pokemon game? I mean it depends on what the like if the Pokemon game has like the the team rocket or the, the Well, team I'm rocket. just asking you for your opinion. So like what would you do? Hey. Like, okay. So let's say oh, you're cut out me. Oh, I said uh, I was just asking your opinion of like what you would do instead. Then what if you were like, um, it was just you. You would want I don't know Team Rocket or um, whatever or what or not Team Rocket have another team or something like that. What would you do then to make a conflict or a goal if not use the legendary Pokemon? Well, I mean, just the fact that like for some people. Um... I'm not one of them, but like obviously, if you want to fill out your decks, you mm-hmm. obviously want to get the legendary. But like, mm-hmm. getting to a legendary should be like a whole different like challenge to to almost like getting to. I don't want to get into like the elite four right. in a Pokemon game, but like grabbing a legendary should feel like an amazing achievement. How would you make that happen? Uh, you know how, like, in the Pokemon anime, Ho-Oh, like, Ash sees Ho-Oh, like, off in the distance, maybe? You see, like, a fucking, he sees, like, the rainbow or whatever the Ho-Oh he makes. Yeah. Just have like, the legendary sometimes, like, pop up and makes you wonder what it is. And, like, further down the line, you, you realize that this random, like, you, didn't, you don't know it's legendary. Like, but they do, they do that, though. They already there, do that. Was it, there was the cats. The cats, um... You get the Latios. But they actually look like cats. Yeah. Latios and um, the other one. Um, I like how they did it then than now. You know what I'm saying? I get what you mean. I, I agree with what you're saying. I just don't think having them pop up would be different. I feel, for instance, okay, here's my scenario would be, and I hate that I'm borrowing from this game because I hate the way it does storytelling, but it'd be almost Dark Souls-like. People are giving you hints or talking about certain things like, boy, you remember that random fire that happened five years ago? It burned everything. Ain't nothing happened since then, even though we got like 80 Charmander in there. But it wasn't no normal fire. It was like white fire. 
And you're like, White Fire? Never heard of White Fire. And then, like, you go into a place known as the Ashen Sands, and it's, like, all white sand, and some of it's glass. And they're like, yeah, if you can ever find out where the glass starts from the sand, then, like, people say people who go there never come back. And then you go to the, the ice, the glass place, and then there's there's Glassimon, and he's, <laughs> he's there. And like, and like, you see what I mean? They're like little breadcrumbs. Yeah. If you're going for that, Arnold, if you're going for that, like earned, because it's hard to earn, like you would have to like, because you would be like, does the Pokemon have minions? Like, does he have like thralls or something? Pieces and then assemble it like a Pegasus. Yeah. So I would think if you like have like little breadcrumbs, that could work out. Um, to get kind of what you're wanting. Because other stuff that you're mentioning has happened. Like that random Pokemon popping up kind of thing. That has happened. But I see what you mean. You would like it to be... You want, you don't want it to be, oh, you have beaten the game and here's your legendary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, on that note, wouldn't it be nice if certain legendaries could only be caught with certain Pokeballs instead of a Master Ball? Can say that again? I said, wouldn't it be nice if certain legendaries could be caught with different Pokeballs instead of the Master Ball all the time? I mean, if you have enough time, you can. No, 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 no. I mean, like, it would be better. Like, some legendaries are more geared to being caught in a different way. Like, mm, okay. like the Master Ball isn't just the Master Ball anymore. Like, I mean, there's, like, the, the, the Timer Ball, where, like, it makes it easier the more, the more times you use the Timer Ball. And see, that's the thing. I would like if a Pokemon uses like quote unquote time abilities, then the timer ball work more. Or if you're trying to catch a fairy Pokemon, you use like a like a fairy ball or something yeah. that indicates that. Yeah, it'd be interesting if I was like, I guess revisit. I think there are actually some Pokeballs like that like if like let's say you caught Darkrai in a cave, the Dusk Ball is made for catching things at nighttime or in caves. Right. I think if you geared it more towards that for certain Pokemon that are hard to get, you're then giving more resource usage. So now when you know, because you know, you get to a point in Pokemon where you're like, I don't need to spend my money on barely anything. Um, but now you're like, oh, okay, I need to spend my money on certain Pokeballs because I'm trying to catch this particular Pokemon. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. So I think it adds a new gameplay element. Um, but yeah. What are some other changes you have thought of, Dustin? I wanted to elaborate more on Pokemon natures. Well, okay, first off, you're not Dustin, and you interrupted his turn. That's rude. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm hearing both of you guys cutting out now. I don't know why. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Um, then go ahead, Arnold. Say what you were going to say, and then I will go to Dustin. No, no, it's fine if you want to No, no, I was joking. What, what were you saying? Like, I was joking. What were you saying? Uh, because, like, in, like, your Pokemon, so you know, like in um, uh, your Pokemon's nature is really just like what stat is higher and what stat's lower. Yeah, that's basically what all natures are. Mm-hmm. But they don't really add anything else to your Pokemon, and you know, like you can have your camps and Pokemon Shield. Yes, Shield, and you can see like your Pokemon play around. I wish like you can see like more of what your Pokemon yes. nature is actually is. Like Completely obviously, Snorlax is gonna sleep because he's fucking Snorlax. But like, if you have a jolly Snorlax, maybe he's like hopping around and shit, you know. I would completely I, agree. You add more like, if, like add more characteristic to the nature that the Pokemon has than just higher attack, low defense. I would like like a mischievous Pokemon like that trips your character randomly while they're walking. 
you just see your character fall down and it's like such and such tripped you <laughs> on that note actually i want to expound on that a little bit that mm-hmm. would actually be a fun way i think to um, add a distinct thing that would make certain pokemon pay off in different ways Ooh. if that makes sense Go ahead. What, are you, like, what do you mean by that? Like, oh, yeah, this one's got really great stats, but it's really a butthole to try to train. Yes, yes. That, like, like so let's say you get a, car- a Pokemon that has great stats, and you had to, I don't know, IV and EV train it up and everything like that. Like, it, it should be more stern and less friendly. Right. And it should give you a difficult time. Like at the beginning of the game and stuff like that, because then it gives it gives some in-game stuff that makes those people that try to like min-max Pokemon all the time a a, a negative payoff. If that makes sense, something that they still have to deal with um, in the Pokemon world. So yeah, I would like that. I kind of like what Dustin was aiming for there. Um, I tried to touch on that a little bit with like. Y'all remember like Slaking, which was like lazy, and so it could only ever act every like other turn or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it could only act every yes, exactly. Stuff like that. On the note of combat and turns, so one thing I was really, really wanting to add into the combat system is movement and tactic commands. Okay. So you know how when you're watching Pokemon battles, Ash will say, he's shooting a fire blast, dodge. And and you cannot say that when you're playing Pokemon. <laughs> it oh. is it is turn based, and that makes sense why. But because of the anime being like that and the game being like this, I would like a little bit more cohesion. And like I would like it to see like you could have a command that says dodge. This gives your Pokemon fifty percent chance to dodge. But then if you can combo it in with like um shell spin or something like that. Then right. you could have like your Squirtle dodge, but then spin in for an attack, and you have a certain percentage to hit based off that combo. Um, I just feel it would give battles a little bit more dynamic fusion um, instead of just like like fly. Fly should just be a, a move. It shouldn't be a damage move. It should be like you fly and then you go up because then you miss an attack, but then. Yeah, Earthquake now misses you. But now, like, if you then decide to use a move, if you start to use, like, Peck after you've used Fly, then you now have to wait a turn to attack again. Or, if you don't, you could just use Fly again, come back down, and then you can attack the next turn. You see what I mean? Like, some payoffs... I know, but, like, mm-hmm. Flying Pokemon don't get hit by Ground Pokemon to begin with. Right. I also think that should change a little bit. <laughs> I mean, there's a move... Called Smackdown that knocks down opponents to the ground. I didn't know that, but yeah. I think there should be more things like okay, it should be stuff like oh, so if you use Dig, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I believe that if a Pokemon is using Dig, then if you use an attack with Dig, you have a higher chance of hitting flying Pokemon with that ground attack. I get why Earthquake doesn't work. I get that, but like. There are certain ground attacks that if you mix up with it, then I think it should work more. Mm-hmm. Like, does sand attack hit flying Pokemon? Well, you know, I'm not sure. If I it's a ground, it shouldn't. Bit of that. Like, doesn't Thunder do more damage now to flying things? Mm-hmm. 
So I just I feel there should be. Like I think it's dig stuff that's dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel there should be things that combine that work a little bit more. That's yeah. just me. I just feel it will give Pokemon battles a little bit more of a dynamic feel. Mm-hmm. I think some dynamic fields would also be fun. You know what I mean? Like if you're on a water mm. stage, that changes the dynamics. Of- mm. If you. If you so like if you, let's say you like go, keep going on with what Dustin's saying, let's say you're on a, a water field and you someone's using a fire type Pokemon and they've used fire attacks three turns in a row, it should start to make the area steamy, hmm. like are creating like fog or something. It should start creating an atmospheric connection and stuff like that. So like, yeah, if you're in a a, a metal area with a metal Pokemon, are they used like several metal attacks? Like, it should disrupt um, electric Pokemon's attacks. But then if the electric Pokemon has used several attacks in there, it should disrupt your metal Pokemon, you know? Um, I feel it does more with weaknesses, and it gives it won't give, like, you know, now metal isn't weak to electricity or vice versa, but now they they do something. They interact with each other. It's not just, like, static damage. So what you're saying is, and this is sort of tangent, like with like, I know I, I get what you're saying. To make another comparison is like with the Mega Man games later when the weapons started doing more than just bonus damage. They started yes, flying. they started. Mm-hmm. They started changing up the field and the area around you, and it gives a more cinematic feel and more lived-in feel to the world mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that could work out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. What's some other changes you guys may have thought of? Um, it's been a while since I've played a game. Um, I know for me it was a huge shift when uh, we went from like red and blue with all the like quality of life and like lived in kind of stuff with gold and silver with like uh, the phone, the Poke Gear, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and the the addition of like the train and the boat that actually yeah. like places. Um, I think all those little changes like that that make it feel much more like a world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know about Sword and Shield if they've done this yet, but I've always felt like it would have it would have to be balanced so that you didn't just get like uh, ganked by high level players. But I always did like the idea. I think with where we move so much stuff online of having more mm-hmm. like, interactivity with other people's stuff, even if they're not necessarily like logged in. Yeah, they're like pulling data from like people's teams. Sword and, and Shield to somebody randomly. Sword and Shield is semi like that. Not fully, but that is also to do with Nintendo and being really shitty with online support stuff. Yeah, I feel like it's a game that would work really well. I don't want to say as an MMO, but with some <laughs> MMO elements of yeah. like running into random trainers. More like a Dark Souls type feel, almost. Yeah, like when you join a game. Yeah. Like, everyone's kind of like, this is the server we play on, and then you join into that person's thing, and you can do certain things like that. Um, yeah. I think the wild area should be greatly improved. Like um, safari zone kind of thing? Yeah, the wild area is basically the outer map of Sword and Shield. Okay. And it has a little bit of functionality of more of a almost breath of the wild feel where you can kind of see the creatures and stuff sometimes right. i just wish they would expand it more it sounds like get... a good concept and they've actually mm-hmm. like i mean the, how they did it was weird though because 
you couldn't catch high level Pokemon because you needed right. badges. Right. So you could see high level Pokemon and they existed, but you couldn't get them yet. I don't feel it's the worst that way. It gives an incentive to players to come back to that Pokemon and get it. I think that's actually fine. Um, but I would like to see. So here's another thing I think would be great to add on to go on with what Arnold is saying is that like catching high level Pokemon like if it's a wild Pokemon why can't you just gang up on them why can't you send like three Pokemon out like it should make it so a gameplay dynamic that works with this is that let's say you summon three Pokemon your your trainer should have a level two based off of how many battles and gym battles you've had and how many difficult battles you've had. And the more Pokemon you use, the higher the trainer level should be so that your trainer can communicate effectively to all three Pokemon. So, so basically, like, if you got once you got more gym badges, you can go move up from, like, single battles to double battles to double battles. Right, not only that, though, but you also... And here's a part that could give more exploration. So you have tougher trainers in other areas. You have to battle tougher trainers too while doing that in combination because then your trainer is more experienced so that keeps people from speed running or spam spamming at the beginning of the game going, okay there's a level 40 snorlax i have three pokemon and if you use them right now you can have a level 40 snorlax for the first gym it's like no 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 your commands won't even work hardly with three pokemon at the beginning of the game you're a novice trainer you have a certain number of commands yeah kind of and like, so you can only oh if I've only got one I can only, I can have three on the field but two of them are going to just sit there right or they'll hit each other because they're bored like you know like one adding of them off. come back yes because that way you can continue to play single level for starters or kids or younger people or people who just want to play traditional Pokemon but it adds that extra layer of dynamic combat and gameplay to the to to Pokemon that changes it up. And makes it like you can stretch yourself. You can push yourself to the limits. I don't know. I think I would like that. Hey, it's like all I could think of because this was big at the same time when I got into Pokemon in like middle school. Is that people would do like two yo-yos or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have like two Pokemon. Weird metaphor there, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I, I completely agree with that. Um I don't know if you guys have thought about this, but I also thought both with story and gameplay, I feel Pokemon should be sectioned off that you are playing it for in-game, not in real life, that your character is going through this within three to four years. That this is not a weekend at Bernie's. Like, you are, like, you are playing, like, because when you think about it, Ash... Not only for us, but even in the in the story, it took he took a few years to get to the end of the the, the story, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel that just like your character should not be moving and traveling that quickly, you know, over time. And how they would do that, how they would do this is that each there would be like sets of gems, so like three gems per year. And getting to each gym is like a grueling task. Mm-hmm. Um and then each gym in and of itself is like you have a set number of things you have to do. So this would allow you to explore the area more often. But I also think like gyms shouldn't be like just single-minded battles. So for instance, one example I thought of is that like a dark gym could um, be like a Metal Gear Solid section. 
where you and your Pokemon got to work together to quote unquote assassinate trainers. So like it's about how well you and your Pokemon can communicate through the game of that of the of the like dark gym and stuff like that. So it's kind of like how we there's the puzzles and Sword and Shield to a gym leader. Yeah, you know, yeah, how they have puzzles in Sword and Shield, but now more actively designed. Kind of like, because like some of those puzzles didn't make sense. Like, why was there that rotating puzzle for the fighting gym? I didn't get that. But um, punching a car and trying to destroy it with a dynamite. <laughs> right, right, yeah, like like straight up from Street Fighter. Like that would be great because it adds that element. Because like you're herding sheep in the grass level, that works. Like, um. There's elements I feel that they should be in there, um, but yeah, I feel like a step in the right direction though. The puzzles, mm-hmm. um, yes, like something that gives each gym its own kind of idea. I I agree. I think the puzzles are actually good. Um, some of them didn't make sense, but I think the puzzles are actually pretty good. Um, except the what gym was? Was it the dark gym, Arnold? The one where you're like basically. Like running down a street, but you just are battling people. Is it a dark gym? Uh, it's that's where with like the the other the girl sub Bramble mm-hmm. is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a, I don't remember that gym type. Yeah, um, but yeah, what other changes did you guys think of, or did you have any more? Or what we were talking about, how they made you think of something else? I actually like the the topic you brought about trainers. I also think that. They, sh- I feel like um, the, the, yeah, the, I can't English. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Your gym leaders should also like, not just. I want them to expand more on the gym leaders, not just he's the first gym leader, so only he only has two Pokemon. Yeah, if you're fighting a gym leader. Is like he's a gym leader. He's supposed yes. to be like one of the best trainers mm-hmm. in that region. Yeah. He should have at least four or five, maybe like maxed out six Pokemon. He should, I think, and all. Not, and not just like, okay, he has a Puchiana. No, he should have a like maybe like a Mariana. Yeah, I think I agree with you completely. I think, and and I understand. Is it's designed to be a power fantasy? You're supposed to feel great whenever you beat a gym leader at the early stages, but. Like what Arnold's saying, to cons- to be consistent in the world, gym leaders are assigned by the league. Like, they are not chumps. They are, like, the best of their type. Like, that's why they're that type's gym leader. <laughs> um, it's not like you fight Brock and then there's another rock guy better than Brock. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. but, it, but there is, and that's the problem. Like, you run into some hiker later and he's like... Right. So he's better than Brock. Right, he's better than Brock by levels alone. And like if you want to keep the levels low, that's that's fine. It's an RPG. But um if you're going to Oh, sorry, go ahead, Dustin. I was gonna say at least have a story reason. Like maybe they have their team that they do their like gym business with, but since they're like quote unquote the uh the whatever tier on the on the training list. They use a team that's like their team for the oh. people that come in that are like level five. Yeah, so they have like Pokemon belts. Like they're like come in, they say, "Oh, your Pokemon are level five. Hold on, let me oh. get the five belt." <laughs> like, yeah, basically, yeah, no. like, oh yeah, you're you're a new trainer, right? So 
uh, here's my team for, for your level. If you want to come back and fight Ooh. me later, I'll use a, high, a better team. And that will be good for people who like the power level at the beginning. Because then you can't just come in and curb stomp the gym. Oh, that, it's like, oh, you got up to level, you already got level 40s here. Let me get on my level 50. Let me, and like, yeah, and their level 50 will be Pokemon that you get later on at level 50. So like, that's not a bad idea. I just thought of that off the cuff. But that's like a good, that. that's a good one. Like, I think that's a good one. And it definitely combines, like, with what we're saying here is that, like, you want to challenge the player, but also keep it fair for, new players and people and heck, coming in. if you did that you could give people different starting options on what like what area they started with yeah yeah but then let's let's you know <laughs> being... imagine, i'm imagining people with classes you know like you get like your starting classes in final fantasy oh, people goodness. start in this area and i was gonna oh, say be a water person so you start in this place. and i was gonna say but let's keep it because pokemon is about streamlining and brevity but let's like let's for devil's advocate sake say here they couldn't do that if they are going to keep the Pokemon at low level, give a narrative reason. Like, say the beginning gym, they were broken into that week. Someone broke in, stole half their Pokemon. So they're willing to battle you. Huh? The friggin' Team Rocket of this game. Right, the Team Rocket of the game stole their Pokemon. And now they can only battle you with one. But it's a real tough one, but only one. Something I like to train this up in like a week because exactly something like that. Um, what were you gonna say, Arnold? No, I was gonna say. Oh, okay, 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 that's sure. Um, but yeah, that's what I would think. Um, but I do like the trainer level ideal that I said, and I do like what Dustin kind of was hinting at there with the, the different levels. I feel Pokemon should always keep its static formula. People, some people hate it. People are like, it's the same thing over. It's like there's a reason Pokemon is designed. To always, every generation, pull in younger people to play. It's always designed that way. And it's always to make you feel like you are the best Pokemon trainer in the game. But I feel for people wanting that challenge, I feel the game just needs a little bit of an AI tweak. And a threshold tweak that makes that challenge push in further. So yeah, any closing ideas or anything you guys may want to have? Uh, I did want to bring up double battles. I wish there was more synergy between moves and Pokemon. Because if you just see, like, if you have two water Pokemon and they both use Hydro Pump, why don't, like, they merge together to make, like, a... They cross the streams? Yeah. yeah. But that's like, what I was thinking. Because, like, there are... I think there's technically three moves that do that. And these three moves are only learned by your stutter Pokemon. They were introduced, and I think X and Y, they're not fucking good. But see... Um, that's what I was hinting at earlier when I was saying that combat needs to have more dynamic inputs and stuff and tactics. I agree with you. I think that should be done. Yeah, like, um, like if I my Black Sword use Protect, my other Pokemon. I think no, that might be in the game, but like, it is. You can use Protect on other Pokemon, but it'd be like this is my tank Pokemon to protect my squishy damage yeah. Pokemon, and, and so. Like that, like um, Patrizu can can use like what's that one where like the hand pops up and they only hit that Pokemon? Oh, um, Helping Hand or something? No, no, no. Um, that's another one. Yeah, um, I don't know. Follow me. There we go. But no, I agree with you. So, like, 
that should be done. And actually, this ties into what you were saying, Arnold, about natures. So let's say you have a Blastoise and you want your Blastoise to be your tank Pokemon. I've never understood when people use the word tank with Pokemon because I'm like, you can only send out one generally. What is it tanking? You can't tank anything. It's just going to be the only thing taking damage. This, yeah, your stall Pokemon. But like, let's say you have an Espeon, and then you have a um, a Blastoise in your party. If you train your Blastoise up to be like friendly and are self-sacrificing or something like that, then your Blastoise will like ninety percent of the time block all physical damage done to Espeon. Special attacks, you could argue, like, he'd have to be fast enough to get in the way. But, like, he would always, like, get in the way of the damage for Espeon until he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that... strong Pokemon that can't be used very well with teams because they just aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you can't have, like, Surviper and... Fuck, what's the other Pokemon? Zangoose? Like, you can't have them. Yeah. They fucking hate each other. They would start attacking each other. Yeah, um, like, oh, whoops, I used my poison claw on him. My bad. Or, you know, like, you could have um, a psychic Pokemon fight with, a uh, like, a Machamp. And when he uses, like, double slap or double kick, it gives, like, a guaranteed number of hits. Because, like, they're using, like, agility on him, making him faster. Mm-hmm. You know, something that combines the elements. And this would, like... Everyone listening, like, let's be real here. This would take much more coding than, um, than what Pokemon. Yeah. Hey guys, we had to nerf this combo because it's too good. Right, it would be a lot of balancing, and Pokemon has. And here's the problem with all of this: there's too many fucking Pokemon, um, for it just to work. Like 150. Mm-hmm. You would have to basically just do it with the moves at first, and then start working your way up. Um. But no, I like that idea. I know I like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any closing thoughts from you, Dustin? Or have you gotten out most of your thoughts? You feel I've gotten I've put much of what I have. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I agree with everything we said today. I think um, Pokemon. I, if I'm if I'm honest with people, Pokemon is fine how it is. Um, one, I don't design one of the best settling video games of all time um but i do know enough about game design and how what attracts people to play a game Mm -hmm. and i think pokemon is good anyone that says pokemon sucks doesn't know what they're talking about um it is designed perfectly um to the degree that a lot of other successful games out there have stolen from it um yeah like that Temtem game Tim Tim. Oh, I was talking about even games that steal from it in a really good way, like um, um, Persona. Persona has Pokemon. Like, it's straight up Pokemon. Um, Remember when every game had Pokemon for some reason? Yeah. Like, every game wanted to have monsters, like Bomberman had freaking Pokemon. Bomberman, yeah. Now, Persona has its own original ideals and stuff like that, but if you wanted to break, if you took the complete skin off of Persona, which probably will be happening in some persona game at some point someone's skin is coming off um but um if you were to take the skin off persona it's poke it's pokemon with um it's it's actually dragon quest and pokemon but um uh, and oh pokemon took that from dragon quest 
Mm-hmm. Just for everyone to know, Dragon Quest, you can capture monsters and use them. So, like, you know, like, as a standard JRPG, Pokemon is done perfectly well. It's it's good. It, they know, have fun. I, know I said the, in the last one was supposed to be like my final thoughts, but I feel like. <laughs> uh-huh. So, sorry, just real quick. What if, like, you wanted your trainer to not even, like, be, like, um, like a, a Pokemon champion. champion. Yeah. Like, like, if you want to be like a Pokemon Ranger, like you wanted to wake, you work your way up to Pokemon Ranger instead. Do you remember those games? But then you're going to introduce a more sim-like situation. So what, yeah, what, what you're saying is we just need a Pokemon MMO where you just pick <laughs> a Pokemon it, job. I don't, want, I don't want an MMO because then it takes a specialness out. But... Yeah. I would like it if the game had more expansion possibilities. Not literal expansions. Nintendo don't be like... Nintendo's over there like, oh, Nintendo's so like, oh, so you want... So we need Shadowbringers. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say, I agree with you. I don't think MMO would work for Pokemon. The whole premise of Pokemon is to feel special. It's actually... They do, do they it... The very best? Yes, the no one ever was. Um... They do it well in Final Fantasy, but you kind of, like, I, I laugh every time in Final Fantasy fourteen when they're like, yeah, we're going to go this way, and then you and your friends can go that way. I'm like, what friends? I'm the only one here. I am the hero of light. There ain't no other heroes. You mean, in this MMO, should I go gather some other players to fight this dungeon? <laughs> They go into duty finder. And- yeah, <laughs> they do it, and I, you know, they try to make it work. And I'm not, I'm not joshing on them, but I die laughing. I'm like, bruh, what you mean, other friends? Y'all are my friends. Y'all are leaving me to go fight by myself. <laughs> um, I always love that. They're like, go grab, and I think Dustin, you will see that more. I don't know if they do that in yours right now. They've been doing it. A- Okay, okay, so they do that in yours now. Because I remember when I first started playing, they didn't do that. But now I guess they programmed in some sentences where it's like, go get your friends. I'm like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, so I like that idea though, Arnold. I think if they expanded it in a way, and some multiplayer aspects would be fine. Like people can visit into your stuff. Kind of like Animal Crossing. Um, but yeah, I think that will be a show, everybody. Um I hope you guys all liked our new game redesign segment. I think I think I'll name it that. You guys like game redesign or resign? Game resign? That sounds weird. It sounds um, like I resigned to not playing this game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that's our new game redesign segment. I think we can do that for other games in the future. And it just mm-hmm. does doing ponderings, really. Just like what ifs, how comes how they work and breaking it down so i hope you guys enjoyed it it's a non-tournament episode this week um and we didn't talk about anything crazy controversial kept my politics down no promises next episode (laughs) keeping an eye on ubisoft oh yeah ubisoft oh yeah i forgot we didn't we didn't we didn't mention oh sorry what you gonna say Ubisoft is a horrible company. They move around and protect rapists. Um, yeah, that's it. I just every episode, just prepare to hear it. Um, if you don't like it, you should you should write to somebody and tell them to inspect Ubisoft for crimes. Yeah. Anyway, so 
Uh, that's the episode. This is Key Items Podcast. As always, I'm your host, James. And as always, I am joined by... Austin and Arnold, the trash man. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay safe out there. Wash your nasty fucking hands and stop hanging out in groups. Peace out. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Thank you for playing.